not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 What's up? Beyond is the name of the podcast. Beyond. Uh, I'm Max Scoville. I'm your host. This is uh, IGN's number one PlayStation podcast, the podcast about PlayStations that you should be listening to because we're having a fun time doing this. Uh, uh, with me is Marty Sleva. Hey, everybody. Brian Altano. And for his second podcast of all time ever. Yes. Brendan Tyrell of House Tyrell and the Tyrell Corporation. Man, God. Dude. I'm sorry. You're so sick of that now, I'm second. sure. It's, it's beaten to death. Hi. Well, first of all, Hi. Uh, second of all, this is my second podcast, and the second time I've heard that reference today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hey man, well, I feel really bad for you, but try having a name that sounds like Brian Boitano. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Also, I got all I got as a kid was Marty McFly. Really? That's not yeah, even very clever. I, I would be yeah. cool. I'd be totally cool with that. Yeah, that's In fact, a good I will reference. trade with you right now. At least you weren't an ice skater. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, here at IGN, we've seen we've seen three movies. One of them is Blade Runner, and we watch one TV show, and it's called Game of Thrones. Yeah. So <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah. That's why you have a job here. Yeah. Um, also, you reviewed The Order. I imagine. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I did review that. That was a job here. Everyone's yeah. real mad about that. Uh, you know, it's actually, it's, it's pretty split. Um, I, I, I read on the internet, everyone's real mad about it. <laughs> well, according to the IGN comments... Uh, Things it, it's not as bad as it seems. Like there, there is a there is definitely a defense force for mm-hmm. this game that that sort of sprung up in uh, in the day or two following its release. Mm-hmm. And um, I can I can totally understand it. It's beautiful. Um, you know, the, it's got a lot of stuff going for it. It's a PlayStation exclusive, so people who are really tied to this console, they're are, passionate about it. Yeah, very passionate. Yeah. I think I think a day or two after is a good time for a defense force to rise because it, yeah. it makes a lot more sense than a day or two before so the that's game the comes thing out. that really killed me is yeah. like i reviewed it the review went up and instantly people were like well have you ever done this before you know like that kind yeah. of stuff and, sure and uh and I, I think it's important to keep in mind that you know i gave it a 6.5 that is not a bad score no, by no. any stretch of the imagination on the ign scale a 6.5 is literally okay it's as okay as you can get um, <laughs> just an en- it's, enthusiastic it's okay. okay. A resounding... <laughs> a resounding okay. Is it, from the is it like okay exclamation or is it just okay? No, it's just okay. That's it's, not, it's not a 6.9. Oh, that, that's yeah. what that is. It's just an okay with a period, not an okay with a question mark. Which six point five is is like an average plus, and you yeah. can read into sure. that as much as you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you're it's not going to fail your class. It's a good no. score. Yeah. Well, it's actually it's good that you make that you bring that, that up score. because yeah, uh, should shoot for that score. If you got sixty five in school in America, it meant you had a D, right? right. So a lot of people look at a game like that's a, a, a sixty five and it's a D, and it doesn't really work like that. Well, I think I think this is a this is a problem that we're running into, right? Is is maybe it is the sort of scholastic thing that we've been inherently trained to to accept yeah. but i i think by and large people see sevens to tens like that's what well maybe not tens but sevens to nines that's mm. what they see that's what they consider triple a games should do this and we really need to i think break the habit of of just relying on half a review scale Let's just start giving well see i think we last time we I, talked about got close yeah. we <laughs> talked about how the length of a game is really just a totally nebulous concept yes, and it's absolutely. stupid to harp on like oh it's only five hours long it's like well that's that's like two and a half movies, you know. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you want? Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the idea of, a, of taking this five-hour-long experience that was made by thousands of people right. and trying to score it on a ten scale it's, is a little bit. It's almost like this is some draconian concept. It's a holdover from when games had like six colors. 
Yeah. 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 You got a you got a half point for each color and like, for each bleep and bloop. Yeah, Marty, you and I we had a chance to live stream the order a bit. We got yeah. we got to play it. It's it's really pretty. Super pretty. pretty. There's a lot of really cool stuff there. Remember those puddles? There's some those great puddles. Best best puddles of excellent puddles. Wow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it right now. Not, it's the it's the puddles. It's not better than the yeah. puzzles of tw- uh, the puddles of 2014. Puddles and dragons. Yeah, that was yeah. a weird puddles year for puddles. Yeah. Um, puddle fighter. But yeah, no, it's. I think that. I mean, it's definitely there, there are there are numerous pieces of a really good game in there yeah. that yeah. are just these yeah. these large chunks that just don't really connect quite yet. And that know? and that was really my my verdict for the game. It's mm-hmm. it's it's gotten a lot of really amazing things, but ultimately it's a game that's just struggling against itself and making all of those awesome ingredients really congeal into something better than the parts. Right. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and right now they just they fight each other. They separate. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about more about uh, sort of what we want from the future. If yeah. there's gonna be a future of the order and what we want from the I order. I hope there is. I really do. Yeah, for sure. Max. What else are we going to talk about this week? Well, we've got some exciting things. There's a lot of there's a lot of news. There's a, a game called Axiom Verge, which uh, looks like some some hard, dirty Metroidvania. Whoa! Uh, we've been talking about how Drive Club, that cool game from Evolution Studios, the guys who made MotorStorm Pacific Rift, the greatest game of all time, uh, might be free to play for people, or not wow. free to play, but free for people with PlayStation Plus. And that's something that we were told before the PlayStation was even out, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that's we still don't have that. So what's up with that? Yeah. Uh, and then of course there's some uh, there's. We have an anniversary. We have an anniversary. A very three, a three year anniversary. A very special little guy just turned three. Old enough to smoke one cigarette. Old enough That's, to no, die. You, you, of, no, you of can't smoke. give a three year old baby a cigarette. Did you ever see, that, you ever see that fat baby with hey, all the cigarettes? Yeah, we've all been on YouTube. You can. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that three years old is a good age for a farm animal to start smoking. But three year olds in a console's life—that's like halfway through a console's yeah. life cycle. So. It's, it's yeah. sort of like dog years. In console yeah. years, like one year is twenty years. Yeah. We are of yeah. course talking about the the young PlayStation Vita. Oh yeah, that beautiful little boy. Mine's a girl. You got lucky. Yeah. What, what, what color is it? It's black. How do you gender? How do you gender a Vita? Because I named her. I feel like I mean, if you want to be like really dumb and obvious, I feel like the the big bulky ones are like those are the boys. You can tell by their their large their large chassis. They're lo- they're, they have more upper arm strength and I don't know. And then you've really got the stockier build. The little curvier yeah. ones are sure. the slimmer know. ones. Yeah. You say the curvier ones. And everyone's like, they don't have as good screens. Let's criticize that weird thing. And fuss about that. It's a TFT <laughs> matrix, not an OLED. Oh no. <laughs> God. <laughs> Um, should we get into the news with the news ghost? Let's get into the news. Ooh. Oh my goodness gracious, it's the news ghost. I'm terrified. We're really going to try this, this news ghost thing. <laughs> people news like ghost. the news ghost. No one said they didn't like the news ghost. So Brendan, last week, like last yeah, week I think some guy did. We, we, I'm sitting here going like, do I make sounds now? Like, <laughs> so I'm going to let you in in a secret. What you're getting in on right now, you're getting in on the ground floor awesome. of a brand new amazing thing called News Ghost, and yeah. that's when we have new news to talk yeah, about. So new News Ghost? We can pass this on to you. You get your starter pack of the News Ghost, and you can take this uh, to your friends and expose them to the News Ghost, right. and the more people you get on board with the News Ghost, the more beneficial it is. It's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> it's a pyramid scheme. I was just going to say. I get more woos, and then... Uh, it, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a haunted pyramid. Yeah. Oh, great. It's a ghost pyramid, which, like, if you tell... <laughs> I think every pyramid's think haunted. If movie. you tell your loved ones who lost a lot of money to a ghost pyramid, yeah. they're going to be like... <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> They'd be like, where is this? I want to take a crack at it. This sounds like the ultimate puzzle. Did you get any pictures of it? No, it's dead. It's, it's dead. Yeah. It's filled with mumps. Um, yeah, so what's here? Should, should I just, should I go this? You want to do this? I don't know. Uh, we, can, we, can, we can do it together. Well, I guess the first thing. We, we hold, started, hold my hand and we, we jump off started, a cliff, to, <laughs> cliff together. Uh, we've already started talking about it. Uh, possibly from the, uh, what do we want uh, from the future of the order? Yeah. Uh, this comes from uh, Steven Santana and he writes, hey, Max Marty. 
there's no one else here, so you guys. That's fine. You guys are news ghosts. So uh, with the order eighteen eighty six behind us, what would you like to see in a sequel that would make an amazing game people were hoping for in the first place? Also, thank you, Max, for taking a picture with me and Brian last week. Beyond. Hey, did you take a picture with someone? We did. Yeah. Oh, that's him. Oh yeah, that guy. That's hey, him. He, he, wrote a, What's up? he wrote a letter. Well, nope. Why didn't he put my name this on? Was it? A, I don't this know. was a great. This was one of my one of my favorite pictures. I've taken taken with somebody out of the picture because <laughs> no, I, much like a four year old, decided that we should all have props. So I grabbed a bottle of Jack Daniels, an Optimus Prime toy, and a styrofoam skull, and had all of us hold these things in the picture. <laughs> yeah, that, for, for no reason. All this because it's right. an exciting. It's a better picture now. We get yeah, cool no, props. Um, so sequel, Brandon, you obviously finished it. Brian, I did. Did you play any of it? No, no, not yet. No. And you guys played a bit. We played it. probably about a third of it. Yeah. yeah. So, so when you guys were doing your live stream, I was like, do you really want to start at the beginning? Because a lot of it is, is sort of cinematic ramp up. Yeah. Right, yeah. What you run into. So from what you played, what did you, I mean, wh- wh- how did you take it? Um, I mean, I think we both agreed the game is stupid gorgeous. Okay. Uh, the world is really interesting. Yeah. Like, I like that sort of mm-hmm. fusion of uh, Victorian England with... Mm, no, it's gorgeous, with, gorgeous steampunk. Yeah, yeah, with amazing steampunk. Where I guess werewolves are kind of cool. That one part was really dark, though. So we got stabbed by a werewolf a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, my problem was the game was just boring to play. Yeah. Um, I think it was... It's, it's like a museum tour. It feels like a, one of those, like... Like one of those museums that's trying to be more, like, interactive. And they're yeah. like, you can touch a sword, but... You have to put on these gloves first, and exactly. the man is going to hold the sword. You don't actually get to hold it. Yeah. You're yeah. like you're going to sort of touch the sword. It's yeah. like yeah. patting a dead sword. Not yeah. the shot part. That's though, just the handle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and that's basically the beats that you guys just hit. It's everything I put in my review. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. gorgeous. I love the world. I love those characters. I love how they pulled threads from uh, historical nonfiction. Uh, you know, historical fiction, uh, myth, yeah. legend. Yeah, Arthurian legend. Arthurian and, legend. Yeah. Um, you know, the Holy Grail actually has a gameplay element now, right? Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to keep you alive forever, and now it actually does. Yeah. Um, and so all of these things came to work together to create that beautiful world, and it's gorgeous. It's yeah. absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Which warn people is probably going to be spoiler warning, but the game's pretty short. So if you got it over the weekend, you probably you probably finished it. Well, I, I think we haven't touched on anything that isn't in like chapter two. So oh, cool. I don't yeah. remember Holy Grail. Do you? Um, I guess we something were, about we were our, talking. You guys, some guy you guys named were Arthur. Talking. Yeah, we were, we were Someone talking. Someone yelled at us for talking during it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not a live stream. You want us to just breathe into the... Yeah. So, <laughs> you had a great entry. Like, yeah. We're not going to sit inside. Have, yeah. we, have, <laughs> we heard, have we heard anything about uh, sales data whatsoever? No. So that, no. that hasn't happened yet? Yeah, I mean, it just came out on Friday, and so we're yeah. recording on Monday, so yeah. three days. So, so I think that there's, a, there's a thing we have to acknowledge at this point, and that is that if we are seeing a game of this scale, of this like AAA caliber, it is extremely unlikely that this is a... Especially with an exclusive on a console. Like It is so unlikely that this is a one off and that yeah. there's not going to be another one. Absolutely. Yeah. You know how much upfront work they had to do mm-hmm. in order yeah. to make everything Absolutely. Look as good as it does? Yeah. Um, they already have the foundation for the order, the series. Yeah. Like, the it world. exists already. And I, I know they were talking about sequels. And, um, you know, if you play all the way through to the end, you can kind of get glimpses of where stuff might be headed. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, I, I worry, you know, maybe because it is sort of just kind of a bore to play. Like, I worry. Um, you know, it's not going to get the reception. Maybe it won't get the quality that it, it uh, polish that it needs for a sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I know that also, you know, Sony, I believe, is 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 helping out on that front. You know, they did with the yeah. order. Oh yeah, and I mean, the, Sony's, you know, their worldwide studios tend to come in, like Santa Monica or or Japan Studio will come in and sort of help out. Yeah, they will totally. help finish something out. It's an um, ecosystem that really, really. Yeah, I mean, they did yeah, it with the Unfinished Swan. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, you know, a a, a game on a infinitely smaller scale yeah. but yeah. still a very cool sort of artistic passion project for them yeah. to come in on and when you look back like last generation seemed to be so defined by things like this where um, yeah. 
like the first Assassin's Creed came out yep. and to, to sort of middle yeah. interviews and everyone was like, well, this is a cool foundation, but you guys goes. really have to like push and this And then here we further. are nine games later Yeah, or exactly. And two, I mean, two is critically acclaimed and yeah, we are almost Jesus. Yeah, I would say, games, I mean, so. it wasn't it wasn't anywhere near the same sort of depths of critical uh, reception, but the original Uncharted mm-hmm. wasn't exactly yep. yeah. like a 10 out of 10 game out the gate, but, you know, by the second one and especially the third one, like the amount of polish that went into those games, right. even just because I didn't have to use motion controls to lob a grenade anymore. Yeah. And, I mean things things evolve and change. You're you're very you're very you guys are very right in that uh they built a foundation here. Yeah. And I don't think they're just gonna look at the the review scores and be like, ah, this didn't work. Yeah. See and you guys. I yeah. think I think it's important to note that like history is backing up what we're saying right now. Like, yeah. Um I had actually forgotten about the Uncharted and the Assassin's yeah. Creed examples. But yeah, both of those games, I remember playing them thinking like, gosh, that's beautiful. And then having to kinda Less so with Uncharted, but having to kind of slog to get through those really slow bits, right? Yeah. And then look at Gears of War. See, kind of same time in the console life cycle. Beautiful game, third-person cover-based shooting. Um, you know, set it up for a huge franchise that's coming mm-hmm. out. So there, there's definitely precedence here that the order is coming out. And I think it will anyway because that world is huge mm-hmm. and it deserves to have more stories yeah. told in it. Yeah. I think it was definitely also mis- mismarketed. Like I think that yeah. uh, it clearly is – they, so. they, they said – you know, they said – it's not cinematic; it's filmic. Like they wanted to really stress that, that there's a mean? there's a film grain on it. Uh, yeah. I remember reading something there's where they grain, right? they created like virtual, basically virtual lenses. Like so, it looks when you're what you're seeing is emulating what a camera would see. Camera glass, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is really cool, but yeah. also the kind of thing where it's like, give me the gun, let me shoot the man. Yeah, just mm-hmm. let me do the th- yeah. make the thing behind the lens work first. A yeah. lot of uh, a lot of people uh, wrote in sort of and in, in the Facebook group were talking about how uh, they thought it got an unfair rap because you know cr- stuff like Telltale is critically acclaimed and sure stuff yeah, like so, you know yeah. Gone Home and sort of first person you know just narrative games uh, and yeah that's true I mean Telltale games don't mm-hmm. have a lot of action don't have a lot of interaction yeah. the but first thing they showed us for the order was a thermite gun was a thermite you know? yeah, yeah exactly. hype, so, like if you're going to be looking at relics and, and scrolls and things and, like and, maybe. and just minutes upon minutes of unplayable sections mm-hmm. yeah. non playable I, I fielded a lot of these questions on, on in the comments and, and social media and it basically the one-to-one comparison how come you know narrative moments in both well it's because mm-hmm. when you review a game you have to review it against the context of itself mm-hmm. what is it doing what is it trying to be mm-hmm. yes uh, the order is a a action shooting game that's very beautiful and very cinematic mm-hmm. the walking dead is a narrative driven you know <laughs> quick time event driven yeah yeah dialogue yeah dialogue dialogue. it's yeah. an action heavy point and click adventure game it does that it does that much better than the order does gun sure yeah. I think the other thing that no one else is mentioning is, is Quantic Dream. Like yeah. Yeah. this, it felt very heavy rain to me. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the thing the Walking Dead does not have is that level of polish and cinematic presentation. Like they're very kind of sure. Rough that that fidelity kind of, of the world and being yeah. able to, yeah, the sense of space in the order was fantastic. And being able to, like, as much as I like, like we were talking about on the live stream, Max and I both really love games that just take you to a place and let you explore mm-hmm. them. It's escapism. Escapism. Yeah. I and mean, it's not escapism in like I want to kill a thousand things. It's escapism. No. Like this place is cool and different than anywhere I get to I've forget ever been. Where I'm at. Which yeah. is which you you absolutely do not get, and I love these games, but you do not get that in the Walking Dead no, Telltale absolutely. games. No, what not. it does feel like is it feels like you're walking around individual movie sets. Yeah. In 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 the Walking Dead, yeah. like you you walk you literally walk to the seam of the set and you can't peer behind it. It yeah. just looks like pieces of cardboard with things painted on them and propped around you. Yeah. And then that stops and you complete that scene and you move it's, to a new stage. It's more storytelling than immersion. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But I think that what we're sort of like, I mean. We're everyone in this room has reviewed a game at some point. We all work in the games industry. Uh, everyone listening to the show is a passionate, hardcore gamer. I would say, yeah. um, 
we all read comments, we check Twitter, we we check trailers when they come out and stuff like that. Yep. For for that. you know, yeah. for better <laughs> or worse. We do. But something I realize or I can I consistently realize uh every time I just boot up my PS4 and it is that there is an experience there that happens from start to finish entirely on that console that yeah. is in a complete vacuum away from the rest of all of this where some the discoverability on the PlayStation 4 of somebody just going into the store and seeing that the top cover slot is taken over by this game called The Order and then reading about it and seeing a couple gameplay cri- clips and being like oh this looks really interesting that makes you want to buy a game on the spot. And you're like, it's PlayStation exclusive. It, this, it's got this um, like immensely cool art style. The art direction's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks really fun. The graphics are incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm going to download it. I have 60 bucks or I have some mm-hmm. money in my wallet or whatever. And I'm going to download it. And that happens in a vacuum. And it happens away from all of the hatred that you get and vitriol that you get in the comments of people being like, oh, it's too short or it's, you know, it's not good enough or it's a 6.5. And all the sort of the critical lens that we get to put on it as reviewers of like, we've been seeing this at an E3. We saw it here. We saw it here. Here's what we think about Lots it of yeah all that happens right then and there and I, it always reminds me of Alien Colonial Marines which is a far worse game than, <laughs> oh, sure, than, sure. than The Order yeah. if you just go look just strictly by reviews um, and even polish and everything because I don't yeah. think a ton of people are looking at The Order going hey like you know this this game is constantly glitching out on me no. but the Alien uh, Alien Colonial Marines cracked the I believe it was the top five of the best selling games on and the MPD's uh, charts that month and it did the same thing in the UK yeah. which means that largely all of the voices and the vitriol coming from the audience yeah. and coming from us who get paid to come into work to talk about video games critically pretty much means nothing yeah, yeah. Well, you can throw all of that in the trash well, and just for that yeah. sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, guys in the grand scheme of things all right, uh, we're well, all, we all have meaningless jobs but, but I, I just thought like I went into the Beyond Facebook group you know shout out to them go check them out awesome group yeah. of people I've been I've been going in more and more off, uh, often and it's actually growing the more we talk about it so I'm going to keep doing that um, and just anecdotally so many people there were buying the game and just yeah. being like I don't care I just want to play this because it's PlayStation exclusive it looks awesome and I want to try it out and that's you know I think that's going to tell a very positive story next month I'm, I, I, yeah. I'm going to bet right now that that will probably crack the top probably the top 10 or top 7 best selling games of the yeah, month yeah, absolutely do, do you think the, the you know the, the flurry of, of all this debate and speculation surrounding the order and it's, it's sort of lukewarm reviews uh, do you think that also drives sales I, I honestly I'm not sure if reviews drive or hinder sales that much yeah but there have been games that you know we praised everyone critically loved Sunset Overdrive uh, gave it a nine yeah uh, and I don't think you know that didn't that didn't push it into you know top five categories yeah. that month whereas yeah. right. you know when something like Battlefield 4 came out and it was you know critically a lot of people were like this game's so, you know sort of broken for us like be wary yep. it still sold amazingly it still I sold mean, amazingly ACU and I think still sold amazingly. I think it, it depends too um, the order right now is it's actually in a sort of it's in a it's, it's it's in an interesting kind of real estate where everything around it it's not re- really being crowded with like mm-hmm. the end of the year yeah, rush. It came yep. out at a really good time. You know? yeah. part, of, part of me wonders if that was yeah strategic. push a little bit. Yeah, and it's, and it's easier. It's so pissed off about everything. Yeah, sure. Like we've been waiting. Like there's games that we thought we were getting for Christmas that are still aren't out. Like yeah, Battlefield Hardline isn't out yet. You know? yeah. it's it's not like oh this game was a bust. It's okay. I still have Call of Duty in November. You yeah, know? like yeah. I got all these games for Christmas. I'll just play something else. It's yeah. it's it's sort of statistically harder to push a new IP against established ones yeah. during during the fall rush and, cr- and Christmas season and stuff like Absolutely. that. Um, whereas, you know, February is a pretty good time to put out a new 
ostensibly one-off game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know? D- Dying Light came out in January and sold huge. Yeah, you know, yeah. people are playing it. I mean, they, Dark Souls they they brought into October because you know yeah. November is just disgusting. Yeah. But in terms of yeah. reviews having an impact, I don't think I don't think the order is really in a place neither here nor there where that's going to be a big thing. Like I've actually seen the reverse happen. There was a game called Big Rigs. I don't know if you guys remember it. Truck game, probably it was a, not. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was a truck game, and GameSpot gave it a one. And the morbid curiosity around this thing, and this is before you know games like Goat Simulator and that dumb pizza game Max and I played, where these games are sort of shipping. Uh, intentionally broken, or like I am bread, you know the or game where you ate a bacon wrapped pizza this morning. No, that, that was one? that was no, real life. That was the game of life. <laughs> Look yeah. for that video soon. Um, but this game, Big Rigs, it's, it got a one on Gamespot, and it was basically like this trucking game for PC that was impossible to lose. Like yeah. it just, and it was a disaster. And people like. Because this was back when this you could first start buying games on demand. Um, people started buying it. It started selling really well. And there was that morbid curiosity that flipped a bad game into something that sold very well. But I don't think the order's kind of here nor there. Yeah. You know, I think the, it'll it'll go by its own momentum and its own placement on the PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think also we talk about how you know what what hype and what you know kind of conversation is going to do for for a game's popularity or game movie, whatever. Uh, at the end of the day, the internet is sort of like in Harry Potter when everyone's afraid to say Voldemort's name. Mm-hmm. If they say his name, he's going to get more powerful. Yeah, That's actually how the internet works. If you say the thing enough times, it gains more online value. Traction. Like, yeah. It becomes yeah. – it has more search say, results. Say it till it's true. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So – if you, if you say the order three times on the Metacritic, it'll become a success. <laughs> it'll probably just stay at that. It'll, it'll appear at the foot of your yeah. bed holding a knife. And yeah. I think, you know what, even though I 6. thought... 6.5. I thought it was 6.5. I thought it was okay. And that was actually kind of on the high side of, of where some of the outlets have gone. Sure. Um, I have loved some just patentedly terrible games in my time. Sure. You know? And I've loved them. And I still play them and have fond memories. So I think people hit me up on Twitter being like, Oh, well, you know, I played it. I just got done. It's an amazing game. Mm-hmm. Your review, I'm very disappointed in it. And it was like, well, that was my review. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Opinion. And if you love it, then and if you like more it, power I am, to you. I'm genuinely happy that you enjoy it because really, I think every single game should be enjoyed. Sure. Every single one. Like, That's one of the worst parts about reviewing games is that you are being well, as critical and analytical as possible. And, and it's we, like, you, you always get those, those statements where it's like, how can you do this? Do you know how many people worked so hard on this? And, and I'm like, at the end of the, so many people work that hard on every game. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Like, At the end of the day, is it something we think about? Like, yeah, I think about it like when I'm driving or something. Yeah, because like, well, I mean, the, that the, sucks. The, but yeah. I can just flip this wheel. The flip side of that conversation is: car. Do you know how many people work hard all year to save up money to buy a game? Yeah, yeah. and For sure. when they do, they want to buy one that they they can really invest their their time in. Sure. I know we had this discussion, you know, last week about about game length and stuff like that, and I think that plays into that as well. Mm-hmm. And I like I, I want to reiterate, like when we were having I that discussion. Thank you. I referenced it in my. Uh, well, it was interesting for me because I, right before I came in here to have that conversation, I talked to you yeah. about you kind of gave me a heads up about the, about the game, the score you were giving, this, right. which is why I wanted to reiterate over and over during the conversation here that this is not we are not judging the quality of the game. We are just judging like the, the, we're just yeah. having a conversation. We're just talking about length, length in AAA yeah. games as a whole. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and length I, in games, not length in general, because yeah. then we have to talk about. Yeah. Um. Animal tails. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really Yardsticks, legs, rulers, <laughs> trees, uh, a so, woman's hair, a hair, yeah, on and, a man's and hair. And I do think it's important. Like the 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 length of the game never really even a factored tree in. branch. It is yeah, short, but 
there are some amazing short games sure. out there. Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 for my taste, it, I actually felt like uh, this could have this could have shaved an hour off. Yeah, I, for sure. I saw that statement all over uh, Twitter from everyone's reviews. It was basically everyone put up their review and they put up an op-ed piece, sort of in synchronicity with it, saying like, you know, the the order has problems, but length is not one of them. Yes, and I was yeah. like, that's I think that's that's the yeah. sort of important message to take away from all this. So before we move on to the next topic, uh, Brandon, yes, if, if there's an order to yeah. What three major changes do you think it should have in order to, you need to tighten up the in order on level two? <laughs> two. Just in order to in order to. God, don't sorry. Don't. A tip of the overcharge. Also, I saw when you were drinking that uh, the edges are jagged, and so it cuts your lips a little bit and yeah, goes no, immediately into be, your bloodstream. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. for those of you listening at home to the audio, I'm having an official Sunset Overdrive overcharged Delirium XT energy drink. The stuff that turned people into monsters. Yeah, in video yeah. Game. Just really turned into monsters. And also, it just it, it smells like pure. It tastes caffeine. like stamps. It, <laughs> <laughs> it smells. It smells like like stale tang. Like, mm-hmm. like stuff yeah, no, it's that's kind of it. It's really. It's I like it. Anyway, so what do you Anyways, want for changes? So, What's your so three, three changes. Um, I mean, I, I think we can all agree uh, that that the gunplay, uh, the three of us that played it, I should mm-hmm. say, not all of us listening right now, uh, the gunplay really, it 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 wasn't bad. It just wasn't good. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was it was very mediocre. It was very third person shooter. So, um, I'd really like to see them kind of r- go back to the well on that one, uh, revisit what they did, pull something new out, uh, really try to give it impact. And and I never particularly felt like I was in danger in that game. Yeah. Except for a quick time where I didn't press a button fast enough or or quick enough. It also felt like a shooting gallery where you'd get behind cover and then just waves of guys would come out from the two or three. I mean, you'd you'd turn a hallway and you see like, well, there's a barrel there and a cart there and there's a a balcony there. So so this is what's going to happen. It's time to fight. Um, So, you know, I I think they just totally need to double down on their action. If they want it to be an action game, if they don't want it to be an action game, Mm -hmm. just do that. (laughs) You you don't have to put shooting in every game. Yeah. Yeah. Pick a major. Exactly. (laughs) It's time to... (laughs) to, Max Scoville here. (laughs) Time to graduate. Yeah. Um, I think they need to uh, take another look at the pacing of the game Mm -hmm. because there are long periods of time where you're in a cutscene and then you're walking for two minutes and then it's another another cutscene. And then, you know... 15 minutes of exposition and then 10 minutes of gunplay and yeah. then uh, two more minutes of walking. The pacing is all over the place. Yeah. They need it to be more consistent, um, both you know in the short term and in the long term, where I, f- I occasionally felt like there was five minutes where I was shooting stuff and tw- for every 25 minutes where I was looking at stuff mm-hmm. or talking about yeah. things. Um, so, you know, pacing, shooting, uh, outside of that, I just... Blimps, more blimps. Yeah, get in the man, blimp. Blimps. Blimps. Fly the blimp. Uh, you maybe, get your own blimp, mini maybe, blimp. Maybe some blimp more guns on it. I, 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 I love fighting the monsters. You don't do it that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any you know, variety. I, I killed a hundred times more men than I did monsters. So Yeah. Isn't, also, that, isn't that terrible? That like, that's one out. of those things like... Well, they sold it as, hey, we're uh, a Victorian era. Basically, the Ghostbusters of the Victorian era. Yeah. We kill werewolves. And I was like... Sign me up. Yeah, yeah that's, I, that's, a, that's actually we kill werewolves. This, this is the same problem that, like, I mean, everything from like the Colonial Marines to the Last of Us suffer from, where it's like you have these really cool monsters and you wind up just shooting dudes with guns. And yeah, it's like, like why stop I, doing yeah. that. Why am I fighting guards? Like, yeah. There are werewolves in this game. I've seen them. I, yeah, you know, just fight those. Also, yeah. the game should move to 1986. I'm I'm okay with that. I like that idea. Yeah. Just you're killing Actually, teen wolves. So you could fight. Um, Somebody sent me a Photoshop picture on Twitter of just like all the tropes from 1980s, like the sure. the, the hair. And, yeah, and it's I, awesome. I, I would play it. You have to stop Ronald Reagan. I from mean, 
bring crack to the ghettos. If they so, are sticking was with that this, who, he was the one that did that. Yeah. Okay. Or just run by Nancy Reagan. Yeah. If they are sticking with this this time frame, I'd like to see the world. You know, like because yeah. you've got the British Empire, but you're in you're in London. You yeah. know, like so, somebody somebody on Twitter was like, well, it, "Great, there's like why why are there no like why are there no black guys?" And I mean, you can do that that kind of weird knee jerk reaction of like, "Well, it's a Victorian London, and it's a, it's an empire, and it's also like you have airships and werewolves." Yeah. It is. A there's legit- no reason not to explore this. Like, yeah. It is a legitimate question, and to be fair later in the game there are like you know different perspectives as mm-hmm. far as race and gender are concerned but at the same time you know one of the me one of the main story beats is that you know this this stuff that they discovered again all this revealed in chapter two really no spoilers mm-hmm. like the holy grail allows them to stay alive forever for mm-hmm. cent- some of these guys have been fighting since our, you know the times of king arthur so look forward to the mm-hmm. order you know 1904 yeah. I'd, order, I'd love to see some i want to yeah. find nazis the I'd order, like to see some. I mean, they so, could do I, the time frame thing. That'd be really cool. But I mean, I just love to see like what's in this world. You know, yeah. like what are yeah. their what are their colonies like? What are their what is, what does their third world look like if the first world has werewolves in it? Oh man, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You I know, mean, that's and, what does their America look the like? The third and world's you, full of mummies. You re- <laughs> mummies, yeah. <laughs> you really deep dive into the lore, right? Like, so you know how uh, sort of evolution split into two different mm-hmm. half breeds and yeah. humans. Like, how did that affect the rest of the world? Like, yeah. oh my God, what happened in third world countries? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, is it just a werewolf playground? Yeah. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. That sounds beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's my, that's that's my band, actually. Werewolf playground. We're thrash folk. <laughs> thrash folk. <laughs> uh, so that's the order. We're obviously going to talk a lot about that uh, in the coming weeks, months, years, uh, until the next game comes out. And we'll probably just talk about that. Yeah. Forever. Uh, moving to the next topic. Axiom Verge has a release date. Uh, we're going to tell you why this is exciting. Uh, but Axiom Verge, which is uh, a, a sort of 8-bit stylish uh, Metroidvania uh, made by one guy. Incredible looking. Yeah, mm. incredible looking. Like, this is one of those things where every time I go, man, I'm busy, yeah. I see something like this, and I'm like, man, I'm doing nothing with my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, seeing one guy make this, uh, yeah, we've, we've previewed it at a couple events. It was at PSX, but uh, it's yep. coming to PS4 uh, at the end of March on uh, the 31st. No video? Uh, of no, Vita? No, no, no Vita? Vita? Uh, so no PS3? Uh, it has been announced for Vita and it is cross by. Uh, and the developer Tom Hap said it's definitely coming in, in relation to Vita as well as PC. And it's definitely going to be cross by. So if you buy it on PS4, it will be there to download on your Vita as soon as it launches. Damn. Again, if it's one dude, like he just wants to get the game out the door. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. he can work on the port. Uh, think about how Shovel Knight is slowly rolling out over more platforms. Yep. And that's uh, sort of the way Brian Provinciano did. Uh, yeah. Retro City Rampage. Yep. City yeah. Rampage. I like how you point at him and I'm like, no, that was another Brian with yeah, an Italian last you're name. All, you're all the same, Brian. We're all the same. Speaking yeah. of Italy. Yep. Speaking of Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Provinciano and I are big friends of gondolas. Uh, so uh, and that was speaking of Italy. <laughs> Is that, should that be a video breakout? I don't think it's long enough to have an ad roll beforehand. Uh, Peter McDonald wrote in and said, uh, Hey guys, Axiom Verge seems to be getting a lot of hype. With its release date recently announced, I'm contemplating getting the game. The thing is, I don't know much about it. Can you sell me on the game? Why should I care? Have you guys played it yet? Nope. No. I've seen That's it. I watch videos. Not of it. helpful. No, 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 no I looked at it. I'm speaking. So one thing I've been, I've, I have literally photoshopped. I want this of like, what if they made Super Metroid for other systems that I own more of? Yep. You know, like what if they made an <laughs> HD version of Super Metroid that had all of the polish of something like Shadow Complex? Yeah, seriously. Uh, but with Super Metroid. Yeah, yeah. 
And the way, yeah, that, that's the exciting thing about this is this we're getting in that generation where the people who grew up on mm-hmm. the 8 and 16 bit era are now old enough to make their own games. How awesome is that? This that's is the incredible. best. Yeah. The thing I'm worried about is when people who grew up on the 64-bit era start yeah. making games. Well, maybe I'm not worried about Well, I think, I think the most Let's important, yeah. the most important part mistakes. of this movement is that it's happening at the same time as the AAA like, yeah. race to make cinematic movies. Photorealistic, yeah. like mm-hmm. billion-dollar games. And then there's one guy being like, I'm going to make this too. And it, that might be like, we might play that game and be like, this is this is a, the game of the month. Like, Shovel Knight was a legitimate contender for game of the year at yeah, IGN which is last year. Crazy. Yeah. And how awesome is that? Yeah. That it was going head to head with some of the, the biggest, most expensive games ever made of all time. Mm-hmm. And I, it got my vote. Yeah. Like, I, I think I can say that now. Yeah, yeah I voted for Shovel Knight for game yeah. of the year. Um, and it kind of bums me out that, you know, people only think of it like it needs to be one way or the other. Yeah. And I think it's great that it's both. I think, um, that, yeah, I think that's fantastic for the industry and really, really important because as you chase that sort yeah. of uh, the uncanny valley and the, the photorealism or, or just as, as as close to Hollywood as you can get, mm-hmm. yeah. like you get diminishing returns. Yeah. Right? There, there's, there's less and less you can do in that space. And so for people that really, you know, want something different, want something else. I think you were talking about this on Twitter or, or maybe in the conversation in the office, but you're just like, I'm kind of more interested in seeing these wacky little things that yeah. come out. Absolutely. Yeah, you know? yeah totally. And, and it makes more sense too, because just as you know, the triple A is sort of as budgets are, are burgeoning, the middle is getting cut out. Right. Yeah. So we're getting less and less of these games. They're taking longer. The, your, your THQs and stuff like yeah, that have absolutely. completely disappeared. The, saying is the necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Like, man, you have a, you have, what did you say last week? Brevity is the soul Somebody of wit. Somebody said that that yeah, was a quote did. of mine. <laughs> it was like, this is, it was like brevity is the soul of wit, Max Scoville. And I'm like, nope. ah, that was Shakespeare. Nope. What about nope. this one? And he's quote. like, which, this one's your quote, though. No, that. <laughs> I, have a, I have a good one. Horses, that, uh, horses are Carey? nature's cars. <laughs> I don't think you even said that. I think that's also Shakespeare. No, that, he did not say that. He coined the term um, cars, and then they were invented 170 so years later. I, <laughs> that guy is, does everything. Yeah, um, but no, it's. I mean, like they're really. It's reached this point where like you can't. Three guys cannot make The Last of Us. Yeah. No. You know, three guys could have made DuckTales too back in the day. It might have been tricky or whatever, but sure. it's like the difference between you know what. Um, you know, what EA and Activision were doing in 1993 right. and what some guy was doing in his garage. The difference there was Activision had a plant that they could send that game to and get it pressed <clears> on yeah. car- cartridges mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And, I mean, it's it's these are the games that are filling in those gaps. So when Bloodborne comes out uh, near the middle of, of uh, March and then the wait until, you know, like uh, May for Witcher, June for yeah. Batman, in that span are going to be games like this and the Shovel Knight. And I'll, I'll tell you specifically why this game is incredibly important. And it's because... You know, it is a Metroidvania, yeah. and Nintendo doesn't make Metroids anymore. Yeah. And Castlevania, and well, the Konami last one doesn't is in make captivity. Yeah. yeah, it's the galaxies of peace. And, Kona- that was and the beginning of the game. And Konami back. doesn't make Castlevanias. And there was a while there where, on the Game Boy Advance, you could play Metroid Zero Mission, you could play Metroid Fusion, you could play Castlevania: Circle of the Moon, you could yeah. play Aria of Sorrow, you could play uh, Dawn of Shadows on the DS. There yeah. was Harmony Order of Dissonance, of Order of Ecclesia. There was every other year or so. There was another really awesome yeah. uh, 2D action platforming. <clears throat> Uh, Metroidvania yeah. game and what that yeah. means for people who don't know is that it's a platforming game with a lot more action elements but it's also got this like vast exploration element to it yeah. which means that you see a door and you can't get through it yet so you need a special item and you go fight all these other bosses and defeat these monsters and come back and get through it and it means that there's backtracking but there's also multiple paths to get mm-hmm. through something and it's just like 
it's 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 you know we're still getting Kirby games, we're still getting Mario games, we're still getting regular platforming games all the time. Yeah. What happened? Um, to this genre? But this is yeah. a well, very it specific into stuff like Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Three D wise, yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, yeah, a couple a couple indies are still carrying that torch. Yeah, uh, I mean, like Guacamelee was like yep. that. Guacamelee oh, was Guacamelee an excellent was example. So yeah, good. yeah. And Dust and Elysian Tale. Yeah. Uh, sort of the hook about this is uh, it visually it looks like it, it doesn't look like Super Metroid. It looks like the original Metroid. It is eight yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, I was actually I was watching Collins yeah. do like a video preview of it, mm-hmm. and he he did a really good job kind of breaking down the different the different components of it. Yeah. And he was saying that the combat is very heavily contra influenced, yeah. and the traversal is very Bionic Commando. Yeah, which is awesome. And yeah. I'm totally less excited about that because of it. Oh, really? Like I I mm-hmm. love the atmosphere of Super Metroid. Yeah. Like I love that they just drop you in there and they're like, hey. Uh, big dinosaur flew in and stole some eggs and stuff. Uh, you can't really tell because the graphics aren't good enough, but those are dead scientists everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're just, they just let you explore. You, you, you land on the planet and, and there's just, there's just rain coming down and it's just like, you're the like, most... oh, well, I guess I'll go inside now because it's raining. Yeah, you and just, then you, I mean, yeah. I remember there was that, that feeling as a kid of playing that for the first time and being like, I'm terrified and I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's a feeling that has been so abundantly absent from gaming for yeah. me. It's desolation yeah. is what it is. And it's gone. And it's actually – it's absent from Metroid games as well. Mm-hmm. And it's it's why like by the time they got around – even to the ones I was talking about, like Zero uh, – no, Fusion specifically is when the Metroid franchise for the first time ever had a guy being like, hey, so take the elevator on the left. And oh, you yeah. were like, why are you oh, yeah. telling me? Other M definitely yeah. ruined that. Yeah. So I'm, I really hope that this does kind of bring those elements back of this sort that sort of isolation yeah. like mm-hmm. and desolation of just being like, I'm alone on this planet and I need to figure my way out. Because there's, there's, there's a terror to that that I yeah. feel like is really gone in all the hand-holding that we see in almost every other game So I was just going to say, I think in recent history, when you see games that do reintroduce those elements, look what happens to culture when they hit, right? yeah. like Dark Souls, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you, you get a game that doesn't treat you like a child anymore and says, here, we're just going to drop you in and let you do your thing. It's why people, people are so stuck. excited for Bloodborne. Like you mentioned exactly, before with exactly. the order about how you never really felt a threat of dying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like that was yeah. that just was absent. No, yeah. I, I felt like I was watching someone else's story except I needed to co-op his life yeah. for a yeah. second. And I think that's, that's absolutely a running problem with modern video games yeah. is that you never really feel – you're, the the immersion that you're trading for scenery and sort of walking through these puppet shows, uh, you're losing in, in in the dread and the fear that you would have of of any sort of ramification for dying or losing a bunch of progress or something like that. Absolutely. And in these old Metroidvania games, like checkpoints were kind of like few and far between. Yeah. So when you did get to one, it was like, oh my god, I, I made yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. You know, there was this reward to that, and the risk of of sort of pushing forward to to do something with a beeping heart meter or something like that. You know, like. A lot of that is gone these days, and I yeah. feel really bad for modern gamers because they never got to experience the sort of tension and fear that comes with it. Yeah, the yeah one of the other really cool things about it is your weapons do this really cool effect where they mm-hmm. sort of distort the world. That I'm into. Oh. And you're yeah. firing off weapons, and then it's almost like your game, like your eight bit cartridge starts like there's bugs in it. Like it's not um, actual bugs, but like the pixels start. It's falling a bit like what Fez did. I yeah, 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 it's kill screening basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is but like controlled kill screening. Yeah, which I think is, is really awesome. if you if you look at like the, the and it's the, the for people that don't know what kill screens are, they're basically when game when old school games that were like uh, based on one or two screens uh, when you w- w- played them over and over again, like Pac Man. If you got to like, like two, thirty two fifty six, yeah, yeah, it would ru- the game 
game would run out of memory. It would just yeah. not know what to do anymore, and weird things would start happening. And it's actually, they're almost like abstract art pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And this game uses them as a gameplay mechanic, which, which I think is really cool. clever and really beautiful. Man, you bringing up 256 and Pac-Man. Did you guys see that restaurant bar that's opening up in Chicago? No. The creator of Pac-Man, like the Japanese dude, yeah. is opening up a bar called Bar 256. Really? And it is a Pac-Man-themed, like, nice cocktail bar and restaurant. Wow. And Road trip. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Like, yeah. I totally, I'll, I'll send you, we'll, we'll put it in the link for the show. That sounds great. The place looks amazing, and they have, like, every Pac-Man from, like, the original ones to the crazy uh, championship four-player uh, yeah, cocktail yeah. setups that they have in, like, bars yep. now. That's so um, rad. Yeah, it looks super rad. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited for Axiom Verge. Another game that's sort of like this but doesn't have combat that came out uh, two years ago on PC and last year, I think, on consoles was a Swapper. Yeah. Which, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, actually it's, on it's PlayStation really Plus it. a few months ago. Yes, yeah, that's right. Uh, it was all puzzle-based, uh, but that game is crazy cool. Very cool. Crazy. Yeah, cool I tried. I tried playing around with that, and it's, it, again, it's like I love. I love Super Metroid so much, and it's mm-hmm. like I'm always chasing that, chasing that ghost. Chasing yeah. that ghost. Yeah, and it's. And I mean, the, I think honestly, the closest that came to it was was probably the feeling of Shadow Complex, which had that. It scratched yeah. that itch, and it, it was pretty, but. I hated that world so much. Yeah, I, I didn't like yeah. anything about the, the it big was, paramilitary complex. Yeah, I was like, oh, give me some, give me some. How, how do you guys feel about? Yeah. How do you feel about Horace and Scott Card? Yeah, well, let's not go down that. Next, <laughs> uh, next, talk about some Orson Scott cars. <laughs> God, nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, we mentioned this earlier. Uh, so, Drive Club, the the sort of the free edition for PlayStation Plus, had been promised to us for a while, uh, but now it appears that that might not happen. Yeah. Uh, Sony Computer Entertainment Europe president and CEO Jim Ryan recently uh, sort of well, – he was talking to Metro and said that that might happen. He said it's still being looked at. And when he was asked whether it was still planned before adding, I can't say anything about it at this stage, uh, which is sort of awkward. But then he goes on – he goes on to a really interesting quote that you know, Drive Club uh, infamously launched with uh, – notoriously launched, I guess, with a lot of problems. Yeah. Uh, I mean a lot of games last fall launched with a lot of problems. Uh, but he kind of concluded his interview by saying, I think one thing the industry appears to have misjudged in this gener- generational transition where there, there's a lot of spoken and moving to do a more straightforward PC architecture uh, is that it should make it easier for developers to come to terms with next gen and all that is that I think the massively enhanced online ambitions a lot of developers and publishers have identified as one of the opportunities of next gen appear, appear to have been way more technologically challenging than anyone else realized. And I mean, I think he's absolutely right. Sure. Yeah, we've seen it. Yeah, the yeah. games that uh, you know, the games that seem to have had problems at launch are things like you know Battlefield Four, uh, Assassin's Creed Unity, yep. yeah. uh, Little Big Planet Three, uh, uh, Master Chief Collection. Master Chief Collection is still a hundred days later, which is like problems. it's it's actually something um, that Colin Moriarty and I used to see eye to eye on a lot. Is that I don't I don't generally gravitate towards these sort of like really robust mo- online multiplayer enabled experiences mm-hmm, right. when in favor of like a. a a far more kind of focused and polished single player experience that I know is going to like predominantly work. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like I am you're you're sort you're sort of throwing like luck to the wind when you go and and you make you bet everything on these multiplayer games that a at launch don't work and B in the middle they cater to the people who are the best at them, yeah. which is for someone like me will never be because I have too many other things to do. It depends on the community. And yeah. then the, the third thing is that their life cycles end sort sure. of abruptly after yeah. a few years. They they sort of wither away and die. Whereas you know you mentioned Super Metroid or like even Axiom Verge, like that's a great game next month. It'll be a great game in ten years. Yep. Yeah. Battlefield won't be because Battlefield will have a single player campaign that you yeah. beat in a few hours, and then a multiplayer centric focus that we didn't. That no one will be people eventually abandoned. Yeah. And then yeah, we write it's, it's we write the stories. Products. Yeah, and we write the stories all the time about being you know it's sort of like, hey, uh, the FIFA servers are shutting yeah. down. Oh, so they killed the lights on the Halo Two servers. Finally. And it's you Ten have this later. like yeah, it's like if if there was 
if video games were Toy Story, you could hear a thousand NPCs screaming at once because, like, <laughs> the lights got shut off for the first That's time. awful. I know. I, my brain like the, goes the to dark box, places. The toy <laughs> yeah. box lid closes and it's just like a yeah. symphony of horror. And the neighbor yeah. comes over. He's like, I want to take all their heads off yeah. and glue them on other yeah. things. <laughs> Modding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Oh, we got a lot of mileage out of that one. Yeah. That was good. Um, so that's like – to me, it kind of feels like when you're on an airplane and – it's there's just like everything's late and going wrong or something like that and you take off and the captain gets in and he's just like hey uh, so we're having a lot of so there's like a wind and and it's it's a problem so we I really if you can just be and you're just like I don't care <laughs> like I just want to land I just yeah. want to fly and yeah. land because that's what I paid for yeah. I don't want to hear the story or the excuses or anything like don't Try those things yeah, yeah. if you can't do them yeah. and don't tell me I, about how hard they are. Just don't do them to begin with. I think there's a lot of different approaches to this that nobody's really trying. And yeah. there might be totally valid business reasons that I don't know about because I dropped out of art school. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think that a really good one to look at, and I'm obviously this was not a perfect launch either, but uh, GTA 5. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, GTA Online comes with that. You know, it's it's a free thing to, to play when you buy the game. But you buy the game and they're like, it's not online for a month. Yeah, yeah, didn't How work. Those, yeah. Play the How game. Heist mission street. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, still not out for PC, out. Yeah. and they're all salty about that. But like, it, the fact is, they they took it. I mean, uh, arguably, GTA Online on last gen consoles was pretty much the beta. Yeah, yeah. like they tested it out, and like they were like, yeah. "Hey, sorry, here's a bunch of fake money." Like have a have a speedboat, whatever. Yeah. But luckily, they had a hundred hour, ten out of ten game. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Off exactly. That was the other the, thing. Exactly. The fact is that they recognized that the single player and the multiplayer did not. They did not need to launch those simultaneously. They don't need to coexist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. can be like, "Hey, you know what? We have a th- and I so many so many games. Um, I mean, you know, you look at you look at Battlefield. Like, I I know a lot of hard work goes into the campaign there, but that's never their selling point. Yeah, you know, they yeah. are never pushing. Marty, we actually we actually reviewed GTA Five at IGN as two separate products, yeah. right? Yeah, we one split was, the products in half. One was Grand Theft Auto V and one was Grand Theft Auto Online. Oh, and, really? And we gave them separate reviews and separate uh, bodies of text and everything and gave them separate treatment yeah. because, you know, one of them... It's a different one, animal. Yeah, they're, they're completely different yeah, products. Yeah, Metal Gear's going to be the same way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird thing, like... Like, it's weird to divorce those. Like, yeah. when someone buys a Call of Duty game, like, we don't give a separate score for the campaign and now, for the multiplayer. So that was my question. Do you think moving forward, because we are in this culture, in this environment, where these huge online suites and online components to games just are kind of broken, you know? Like, yeah. half the time. Like, do we need to start divorcing? Well, I've actually, I've actually start, I've, I've, for a while, I've been fighting for that divorce to happen at retail before, you know, before it even happens on oh, our I perspective. I like, like 30, 30 years. I mean, I would love to buy a $20 call of duty every year. That yep. was just a single player campaign. I would love that. Yeah. Too. And it was 20 bucks and it was six hours long and I, or five hours, whatever it was. They still and make I, billions. You know? Yeah. And it yeah, still make all their money. And then, you know, they, but the, the trick is they know that for $60, they can sell the full package yeah. and the multiplayer guys will buy it no matter what. Um, Oh yeah, and most of the multiplayer guys will never play the single player, and some play the single player and some the multiplayer. But I don't play multiplayer in Call right. of Duty. I, it's just not my thing. And I'm one of those multiplayer guys that you just described. Yeah. Now, do you get into the single player? So I, uh, I haven't played a Call of Duty really seriously in in a number of years. But like Black Ops was the one that really hooked me. Yeah. And I hit like 15th prestige. We're talking like 14 days played, and then I I, I maxed out, and I was like, well, I guess I beat the multiplayer. Yeah. I'll check out that single player experience. That's insane. 
Yeah. yeah. And it was really good. I actually, yeah. I enjoyed it. Kim buddies with Gary Oldman. Yeah. It was, the, uh, CIA, very the, cube. The stats, <laughs> they, they released him a few. <laughs> was he in Black Ops 1? Was he in? I don't think so. Black Ops 1, was, wasn't that like a... He was He was like the multiplayer voice. Like, oh. Yeah. They're capturing A, you know? like that. Activision a few years ago released the stats of how many people play the single player and it was actually way higher than I thought it would yeah. be but still low enough to warrant its own skew yeah. like I really think it should be its own package well we're seeing right. the opposite of this too because we're, we're seeing these so, so called you know public betas public alphas yeah. and stuff and it's like that's not I feel like that's the that's the wrong that's the wrong thing like we are we are seeing traditional publishing methods kind of pushing against digital distribution and the idea of I mean like Destiny is it's not subscription based. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to pay your, you know, PS Plus or Xbox Live or whatever. But you know, they had like a, they had an alpha, they had a beta. Mm-hmm. They're having DLC that's like unlocking new areas, and it's kind of like piecemeal. Yeah, you still got to pay that, you know, sixty dollars fee, and yeah. we still balk at the idea of something like Elder Scrolls Online, where there's like fifty, you know, fifteen bucks a month. Like that's more than Netflix. I'm not doing yeah. that. Not yeah. anymore though. And then of course the yeah exactly, yeah. and then yeah. of course the you know the the word free to the free to play thing it makes us all just go no, we don't want that. It's yeah. terrible. There's something in between those gaps that is like it's we're gonna find it and yeah. it's gonna land on that and it's we gonna be awesome. Link. But yeah. we are it, it is like. It is somewhere between uh, you know physical and digital distribution and all these different payment methods. It's this weird puberty that's happening right that's now. Yeah. Where that's where we are right now. We're in those growing pains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what this is. Yeah, I'm really curious about Battlefield Hardline's uh, a campaign. Like that, yeah. that's that's visceral doing it. It's not it's not dice. Like they might actually have a really cool story in there. Really cool. yeah. yeah. So so like I, I previewed it not too not too long ago. The uh, the multiplayer. Um, but a, a big part of their presentation was the single player, and they mm-hmm. kept they kept using words like uh, television and series, and and they're looking at it not because yeah, it, it is like each level is like an episode. Yeah, like, they're, they're presented looking with at like it not next as a movie. I think I think too long there's been an analog between video game story and movie story, and and I think they're nailing it where each level is an episode is an episodic uh, moment in that in that yeah. timeline. So so you'll see like if you leave the game and come back, it'll be like previously on Battlefield. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then Brian and I were talking about this with like Remember Me and, and Walking Dead and stuff. They're trying to do the whole like the trickled out episodes. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, you've got Netflix, which is like, hey, guess what? The entire se- first season of Daredevil is going to be up for on yeah. April tenth. Yeah. Because people sort of, binge watch. I keep stuff. sort yeah. of waiting for How's Telltale it? to do that with something, yeah. and I feel like it might be Minecraft because I don't know if Minecraft's geared predominantly towards a younger audience than like Game of Thrones or Borderlands is. I don't yeah. know if they're just going to be like, well, here's everything for thirty bucks you could buy the, it right now. The patience. To, yeah. To wait. Yeah. See, I think that they. And we're all over the place today, by the way. Media that's fine. is all over um, the place in general. That's so. true. And we're just reacting to it. But I think that one day we'll get there where we get every the, all the episodes at once. But in the meantime, what I want is an episodic delivery system that's, I don't know, nice. timely. Yeah. I mean, that's, like, the, that's the, my problem with Telltale. So like, is yeah. like guaranteed episodes. Well, and, I know the first of each month I'm going to get a new yeah. Walking Dead episode. Yeah. The first when two, that the season's first over, I'm going to get a new Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, where TV doesn't do that. Like, yeah. I remember one of the things that crushed a season or two of Lost yeah. was where was this inconsistency yeah. where it would have like two episodes and then it would take a three-week break and then it would have an episode and then another yep. week break and yeah. then six, yeah. six episodes but then like a three-month break. And so, it's like I cannot get in the rhythm of the show. So like, same thing with Firefly, right? Yeah. Like that's why it tanked is because they aired it out of order with reruns during some weeks. Like yeah. there was mm-hmm. never that cohesive long string between. Yeah, yeah you have to you have to build. So yeah. um, 
I don't know. Lot, there's a lot happening right now. I'm, glad, I'm glad we are where we I'm, are right now because it's a really fascinating time to, to, to be. What a time to be alive. Yeah, it's a really good time to be a gamer or to, to cover the games industry, yeah. like to be a fan. Like you're watching so many things change every single day and you're watching the rules be redefined constantly. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of like we're, we lost the middle tier last generation, right? Mm-hmm. And this generation, I think we're going to lose a lot, of, a lot of companies to different things. They're going to be experimental new business models. Some people are going to hit gold and some people are going to piss off a lot of fans. And, you know, it's just very fascinating yeah. to watch it all go down. Yeah. I just really want Drive Club to sort itself out so we can get a new MotorStorm. That's all I want. just want a new exciting MotorStorm. Where do you want to go after the Pacific Rim? Uh, the ocean itself. Oh. Ooh, like a like wave a, race. Oh, yeah. I, I want monster trucks on the water under <laughs> yeah. the sea. Or space. MotorStorm in space would be really cool. You just get off gravity, like one crater and you're per planet. <laughs> without, that, without that really stupid excuse that Destiny had, all the planets have the same gravity because a traveler went by and made change oh the gravity when it was terraforming Whatever. them. More like you forgot to put gravity on different planets. <laughs> Idiots. Man. You're getting, off, you're getting <laughs> off the weirdest, so speaking, most rickety soapbox. Speaking of cars in space, why did they take all these cars to space in Destiny? That doesn't make any sense. They got a bunch of Kias on Venus. They got this like few, they got this golden age of technology yeah, ushered in by this Venus had traveler. A whole, Venus had a whole culture and a whole society. They got it. a bunch of Nissan Cubes up there. I mean, I can't say much for their taste, but you got hover bikes. Everyone's got swoops. Everyone's you know They're riding around like Dash Rendar up there, and it's like whatever. Ever. And <laughs> My favorite bird, the swoop. That's <laughs> a Star Wars motorcycle that flies, okay? You're a Star Wars motorcycle that flies. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> uh, all right, 51 minutes in, we've got three stories down. Great. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, the, no, the next, the next few are quickies. Uh, canceled Legacy of Kane footage oh, uh, appeared online. kills me. Yeah, this kills me a little bit, too. Uh, there was a, it was a game called Legacy of Kane uh, Dead Sun. And yeah. about 30 minutes of it uh, appeared online via NeoGAF user named Mama Robotnik. So oh, she had, she's fornicated with Eggman. So the good old doctor finally got, laid his... Good for him. I'm laid, not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> uh, Dead Sun was uh, canceled after three years of development at the British studio Climax. Three years? Yeah. Three years. Uh, who there, are currently a cl- developing AC Chronicles. Climax? There's yeah. a joke in there somewhere. Yeah. <sighs> they should have climaxed earlier. I Sounds like know, they yeah. couldn't finish. Well, wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they're currently working on Assassin's Creed Chronicles China, which we don't really know what that is. What? I think it's like a 2D, like That's the... it's a 2D thing that was included oh, right, in the right, season right. pass. Yeah. Right, the right, right, right. Uh, with uh, the Could series, obviously, uh, Crystal D was overseeing it, but they are now working on Tomb Raiders. Uh, there should be a law that if you work on the game for three years, you have to put it out. In some capacity. in some way, even if it's even just if like, it's free, it's well, they did. It they makes... put out a multiplayer version called yeah, Nazgoth. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just guys... it seems so weird I to forgot. me to like for three years you're like. Honey, sorry I'm late. I was working on the textures for his his you know his sickle hat or whatever the hell just, weapon he had. Don't a sickle hat? It's yeah, so it's, weird like a, to me. it's like a propeller hat with sickles. You like, don't know what this game is. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? It's about I'm saying it's in general. Blue Spawn, right? <laughs> it's got it's got the talking raccoons in it, right? <laughs> like, just um, just imagine what state that game must have been in. Yeah, for them yeah. to have canned three years yeah. of I mean, resources. If you, I looked at the footage and it seemed like a much choppier work. Version of Mordor, yep. 
Totally. No, uh, yeah. combat definitely pulled from Arkham, you know, Straight AC. Yeah. Uh, the Arkham definitely, where you're, like, you're attacking um, one guy and then he immediately sort of vamps to the other guy, like mm-hmm. six guys around. And you're saying at no point in this could you wear a hat that has sickles on it. <laughs> I don't think that's a real thing. I mean, that there, you, um, you should build that into a like game. A there was one character who had, it was a lady who had a weird hat on. It was like a big bag sweatpants hat, kind of. <laughs> yeah. and what does had, that mean? That's a beekeeper. Had, that's what beekeeper. She had were. one breast hanging out constantly. Right. Where like you do. Was she always breastfeeding? No. Did she just have a child? The entire time. Like, she showed up in the beginning kind of this like weird scissor roll if you go through the demo footage and I was like well that's sort of an odd thing to have in this thing you're showing internally to your sales marketing yeah. people whatever and then she shows up for like a bunch of cutscenes, and I'm just I don't like if we think fantasy armor is pretty bad like I know that you could maybe go like the Amazonian route and do the whole like oh like that's to make shooting a bow easier this is a woman who just has one breast hanging out mm-hmm. Of her shirt, like yeah. she has half a shirt on. Maybe, maybe, maybe she didn't know. Fashion. Maybe like no one in the world had like the heart to like tell her. You know how like a good friend will tell you like, hey, oh, you've like, been hey, walking around flies. with like, food in your. I'm just, yeah, I'm your just picturing down. that like that scene in Man on the Moon where he's got the Annie Kaufman's got like the fake booger and he puts it in his nose just to make people uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like she does that. She's like, hey, how's it going? And everyone's like, oh, huh. whoa, so you, you got a yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I never, I never got into to Legacy of Kane, but it seems very much like one of those things that was really, really cool in the nineties. Yeah, it just. I mean, that was that was Amy Hennig's baby before she went. Uh, huh. Dog from yeah, that, that's yeah. exactly what it is. It's like that lore and, and uh, that world that you're in. It is yeah. super dark and yeah. desolate, and just it feels like a world that existed and thrived at one time, and then it just died. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the kind of thing where you have to you have to gut it really hard and do a, a hard reboot. But mm-hmm. yeah, is me, that really is, is this Tomb Raider? Feasible? Yeah, give it's me, not. Yeah, give me the yeah. soul. Give me the spirit. Uh, do what you want with everything else. Jinkos are making a comeback, but like yeah, can apparently can't. Jinkos so. are making a comeback. Yeah, they're coming back. Are you going to do an unboxing Jinko's or eating or something? I'm not Brian Altano uh, eat a Jinko. Why would I eat a Jinko? <laughs> well, literally, what you ate today was worse than a Jinko. <laughs> what if we put bacon on it? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Sure. Get, we, get me bacon wrapped Jinkos and I'll put them in my what mouth. If we promise you half a million views. Will you only nineties kids will eat a Jinko. Only nineties kids will be able to digest this. Yeah. All right. Next story. More sadness happening. I remember. Deep Down? Yeah. Like, that was one of the first PS4 games we saw. Looked, I actually played it cool. at TGS a year cool. and a half really? ago. Really? Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. That's right. How'd it play? What did it feel uh, like? Not well. Okay. <laughs> it played like a – it was like a, a real poor man's Dark Souls. Okay. It was yeah. a, a third-person sort of dark fantasy action game. Everything was procedurally generated. It looked beautiful, though, right? It looked gorgeous. It looked yeah. absolutely gorgeous. Um, it, it had a uh, sort of an upper layer, like a meta thing like AC has going on with it where, like, you think – Oh man, the camera might zoom out. Maybe I'm in a computer or something. Oh, like that's that. right. Like, it's yeah, dark were, fantasy, but it takes place sort of during the future. I it think. was. Aren't you supposed to be in the future in New York? But then you go in the subway and there's dragons. Yeah, there's dragons. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you're in a you're in a, a children's slumber party in the future, and yeah. well, you guys are telling horror stories to each other <laughs> using shadow that's puppets, and then they not come to life. a bad idea. That's a cool framing. Free device, game actually. idea. It's all yours, y'all. <laughs> also, well. that's just are you for the dark? <laughs> for the appro- <laughs> submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. Be cool with that. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, uh, it's resurfaced a little bit thanks to uh, comments made by Capcom's Yoshinori Ono. Uh, he's speaking. Yeah, with he a, said it. He said the name three times in the mirror, and now yeah. it's uh, Candlejack <laughs> is here. He said, uh, "Looks like, <laughs> God, yeah, it looks like Deep Down is going to take a little bit longer. Uh, it also looks like some people are starting to ask the development come to a halt. Uh, but it's nothing like that. We're thinking about showing something that looks completely different than what was previously shown. Although it may be a while from now. I like how he says, "Looks like it might take just a little bit longer. <laughs> but next time you see it, it's going to be a while from now. Yeah." Um, yeah, so I'm it's imagine- not. So it's a. It's in the same way that the game sounds like it's trying to do everything. This announcement was trying to do everything too. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Without it was going to be. They, it became free to play. 
Yeah. At one point, and I'm like, this is just like a, so. A definitely. This is this is this is Capcom, right? This yeah. Capcom, yeah. yeah. So uh, one thing I remember is when it first popped up, everyone was like, "What is this? Is this Dark Souls? Is yeah, this yeah. Dragon's Dogma yeah. Online?" And yeah. now we have Dragon's Dogma Online, and I can't, which is going to be free to play. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but think that maybe they're like, let's just take this existing franchise that's. We're transitioning into that mm. dis- distribution model, and this isn't an dis- existing franchise, though. This is just a thing. I know, I know. I mean, I yeah. think that maybe they're they're like, let's just focus on Capcom's, Dragon's Dog. We're going to migrate. Capcom's doing some weird things. Resident Evil's episodic now. Yep. Dragon's Dog was free to play. They it's, killed Mega Man. Yeah, <laughs> the best Mega Man game coming out isn't being made by them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's cool though. I like I like when existing publishers really kind of take chances. I know you be uh, Ubisoft's been getting a lot of flack lately, but. You know, they still made a couple of my favorite games last year, right? Yeah. Totally. I mean, they, Blood they, Dragon, yeah. Child of Light, Valiant Hearts. Yeah, yeah they all crushed really, at the beginning of the year. All yeah. really cool little digital offshoots that they do in addition to their Far Cries and their Assassin's Creed. Yeah. I think that's the problem with Capcom, though, is that they're not, they don't have that catalog at the same time happening with their weird yeah. sort of wacky business decisions happening everywhere else. Check. They yeah. So they, they yeah, I mean, they're getting those like weird first party deals where, you know, Dead, uh, Dead Rising 3 is being developed, you know, for Xbox One and then uh, Street Fighter Five is for PS4, yep. that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's weird. Not a, I don't know, not a mismanagement. But to me, there's, there's like the, we're living in a post- dark void Capcom. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> like, there was the world before that was a different place, yeah. and their company was a different place, and their, I think their their infrastructure and their motto and their what they were aiming to do um, is very different now than it was a few years ago. Because, I mean, when we grew up, Capcom was on everything, and they oh, yeah. made some of the, like, the most interesting crazy uh, sort of even even the they made probably some of the best licensed games yeah. ever oh, of any yeah. company oh yeah you know I mean you could hand them like the weird Zelda games yeah yeah jeez they, yeah, they made Zelda games they made yeah. Minish Cap or the Oracle ones right yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Minish Cap too yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they were a definite leader right yeah yeah they absolutely they were one of the companies that you saw as one of the most important video game development studios in the, yeah. in the world and they even they, they kicked off last gen with a strong note I mean they had Dead Rising they had Lost Planet they yeah. had RE5 they had Street Fighter 4 and then just something happened and then they had RE6 and, and then they had Lost Planet 3, 3 and, and yeah, Dead Rising yeah, yeah. 2 oh I think we just solved that one yeah that so, so this brings up to mind, um, a good point. Whereas, like Capcom has always been that company that would take chances, right? Mm-hmm. And those aren't the the publishers that are really, really thriving right now. Yeah, right. The publishers yeah. that are thriving are your Activision and your EA, and we all know why. So it makes me wonder if maybe those publishers that take chances aren't the future of the industry anymore, which mm-hmm. would be incredibly sad. That's super duper sad. I don't like that at all. Sorry, nice Yeah, sad. Well, it'd be. I mean, it'd be interesting Who's if they. Like, we, we talked last week about how Square Enix is, is fielding ideas from independent teams about doing stuff with their yeah, existing franchises, like yeah. Gex and uh, yeah. Fear Effect or whatever. Yeah, yeah. license. Uh, license I would, out. I would love to see. You know, I'd love to see, like in the same way that aging rock stars will produce pop records for younger bands mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. or just like use their influence to be like, hey, like let me, like movie directors do this. They'll produce things, and it's like I think that maybe. To make, making stuff internally, they're, they're, they yeah. are too big to be mobile and flexible with the direction things are going. And unless they're going to really just, uh, you know, annualize something that's a sure shot, you know, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, well, I mean, so I mean, the, the one way to make easy money and, and anger millions would be to annualize the best-selling Resident Evil of all time, which is Resident Evil Six. But what that does is it completely splinters the fan base every single time because you have that contingency that are like, Resident Evil is an action Call of Duty game with yeah. zombies in a big city, and then you have people who are like, Resident Evil is a quiet, crickety house game where you walk around and you collect things. My favorite genre, Resident yeah. Evil and Gone Home. Quiet, and, crickety <laughs> house game. Yeah. <laughs> crickety house games, um, and that's. That's why Resident Evil 6 was so bipolar because half yeah. that game was like, you're in a mansion and you're finding items. And yeah, the other half was like, kill a bunch of people Man, on, a, on a roof. I never stopped to think about how yeah. many different genres that series has encompassed. And it's, <laughs> they don't know what they want it to be anymore. Yeah. And if you look at Revelations 2, it's definitely going back towards the like the Resident Evil 4-ish type yeah. of you know third person. over. Like If you think about Resident Evil Raccoon City uh, or Operation Raccoon City. Do you guys remember that game? Yeah, yeah. which that was, was like, that was a Resident Evil Call of Duty game that came out a few years ago. Basically, mm-hmm. it was a it was a first person shooter game where on the battlefield you just found herb and it was just like wait, were we? That wasn't first person. No, that was, was the third person. Uh, uh, wait, uh, uh, no, I'm thinking of Outbreak. No, no, no. Outbreak Operation was Raccoon pre- City. Uh, Outbreak was the online. co-op one. Four people online. Ra- Operation Raccoon City was the multiplayer focus. Yes, one. yes, yeah. yes. Um, and that was a that was like an action oriented online game. And Answer it was to a just question like, that nobody asked. Yeah, and we were sitting yeah, there. It, I, it didn't do well. Like, yeah, no. as, as as somebody who was just like, I loved all the Resident Evils up to Resident Evil Four, which is I think like the apex of the series to me. Um, and then it took weird directions with five and six to see something like that happen. Mm-hmm. But then. People People sort of applaud them for it, yeah. like especially Resident Evil 6 being the best-selling Resident Evil. The message that we sent them was just like, well, people want the survival horror stuff, but more people want the action yeah. stuff. Yeah. So maybe give the survival horror one to a new team and then make the action one to make your money. Like whatever keeps your business going so right. that yeah. those people are happy and we're happy as gamers, like I'm all for that. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, we have a couple more stories. Uh We'll gloss over this one because I know I don't think you guys are big Final Fantasy fans. Uh, excuse me. Are you a big Final Fantasy? No, fan? but I'm excited about this one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Rap. How, okay. This is perfect. How dare you? Probably yeah, the sir. dumbest thing I did today, besides drink a lukewarm Sunset Overdrive promotional beverage, was get really excited about a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. Like yeah. 40, so, Forty minutes of gameplay of, 15 of Final Fantasy XV showed up online. Yeah. And I watched a good chunk of that and suddenly felt like I was eleven again, seeing Final Fantasy VII ads. Yeah. On TV. Okay. Um, I right. did not think anyone would be this excited except for me. So yeah. Let's it looks really, really it cool. Looks and good. it looks like it's going to piss off a lot of people because yeah. it totally does not look like a turn-based RPG. No, it's totally not. Yeah, it's, it's it's just like a bunch of dudes going on a road trip and like I like, love that. Yeah, fight in the woods. Yeah, they're yeah. fighting the woods. You have to like you have campfires, beating and up like, elephants, yeah. buffaloes. Like, I feel like they're gonna, I, I bet T- they're gonna kiss at some at time. At TGS, I previewed it and I called it Tommy Boy with swords. <laughs> <laughs> I Which love some people are so mad about, but yeah. you know, no, I love that so much. And yeah, the combat looks crazy. Like it looks weird and different than anything else. Like, We've have we ever seen a game that's like a successful road trip, like a like a game where you're actually traveling? That's versus a good question. I feel like it's just open world. Like, we yeah. haven't seen an open road game. Yeah. Like, Full Throttle Desert was that. But it was an adventure game where you're not really, like, yeah. you're sort of, yeah, Desert Does bus. Yoshi count as a car? <laughs> <laughs> Mario Kart? Well, uh, aren't horses the original cars? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, if you Dinosaurs think of, are the original horse. So. Link and Epona yeah. are sort of a, yeah. I mean, one of them can't talk because he's a horse. So, no, we've never seen it. I heard yeah. Link and Epona. Yeah, no, I was like. like Abraham Link, Link and Epona. But it's, it's weird because <laughs> in spite of the fact that most games are, from the ground up, designed to be sort of linear, like, we haven't really seen a, wa- I guess, what Oregon would you call Trail. it? You'd call it a, yeah. I mean, you've got you've got stuff yeah. like that, and you've got totally. games Road that are trip. just. 
I mean, like like that, but to have a game where you can stop the car and get out and explore. And that there's mm-hmm. gas stations in this game. Like, what if you need gas? What if you could break down? It's like, well, I, <laughs> I guess you could walk or, like, there's a gas station, like, a ways like, back there. But and you have to go get dragons. gas and come back to your car. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. there. The guy's like, well, the part's going to be 150. <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, I guess I'll go, I'll go awesome. kill a dinosaur and bring like, it yeah, back. beat up a wolf and steal its rubies, yeah. you know? But it's not a wolf. It's something I've never seen before, like a giant beetle that's got cool ears. A chocobo with, like, a AAA card shows up. And he's like, hey, man, this is a problem. Lucky you subscribe to this ridiculous service. Yeah, yeah, um, I love that idea. No, that's really it's it's really interesting that you said uh, Oregon Trail Oregon because trip. that's that's absolutely it's a road trip. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. absolutely one of the that's... first like buddy road trip. I mean, it's your whole family. It's, it's not a buddy road. It's trip. It's are we there yet? If half the people in the movie died, <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that is like the, that is one of the most like kind of archetypal. I mean, that's the Odyssey. That's what yeah, the Odyssey Raven is. Died of yeah. A journey. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've seen very few things actually it's really so tackle Raven. that. What really excites me about this is that they managed to do. Two things at once that so many games sort of ham-fistedly swipe at, and that is combining like surreal, fantastic elements yeah. and baseline reality. Like, yeah, because car looks like a regular car. It's a re- yeah, regular car, and then there's these, these giant golems yeah. and like yeah. statues and leviathans, yeah. and then a gas station, and there's a, g- a lady in some jean shorts who's like, yeah. "Hey y'all, we're Daryl and Dan from Dayton Online," and then they're like, <laughs> "We've got to get out of here." Yeah, uh, but it's just so many games. Like I love, um, I love really just incredibly. Just observant attention to detail stuff like, yeah. uh, you know, like the light switches and lockers in Metal Gear Solid yeah. or yeah. all of GTA Five, And then I love really cool, completely fantastic stuff that just takes the plunge. Sure. And it's so rare to see those two things combined. Not but yeah. to have a bunch of guys in a car who kind of look like maybe they are actually looking at what's sort of fashionable in Harajuku kind of. A hundred percent. These guys could have just like rolled out of some some karaoke They got bar some and, Gatsby yeah. moving rubber in their hair, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then <laughs> they're, you know, in their car. And then you look over and there's these these elephant animal things. And a dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. You're like, hey, Cadillacs and, and dinosaurs. I'm like, that, yeah. that, you know what that's reminds me of is that reminds me of a dream yeah Yeah. like there's things that you recognize and things you really don't yeah and they're combined and uh well we don't we lost that a lot when when games became more and more realistic we lost a lot of that sort of like uh a a nine-year-old druid Mm -hmm. type of that kind of dream world you know of like what if a bunch of friends were in a car but they had cool suits but also swords and sunglasses (laughs) but they fought dinosaurs that's That's actually its head that's something (laughs) a kid says and you look at him dead in the face and you're like that's brilliant that would be awesome but we stopped doing that because it's sort of ridiculous to we like we make these fully or game game development studios make these like fully realized worlds and they kind of stick to it yeah and they don't really i mean we we saw werewolves in the order and that's kind of it's kind of getting there. Mm-hmm. That's something a ten-year-old would pitch. Alternate. Yeah, but they're like they're lycanthropes, you know. Yeah, not like, like they're, well, they have, a werewolf. They have to make it a ten-year-old would not pitch a lycanthrope. It's a blood disorder <laughs> no. that causes them to have lunar responses. And <laughs> it's like no, like just make it a werewolf. Just, yeah. just make it a dinosaur. Like yeah. make it a giant golem yep. man. Whatever you yeah. know. Because yeah, to me, it's it's like a, it's a kid drawing animals in the margins of a history book. Yeah, and I, sure. I love that. Like that's fascinating. And I think me. final. I think like I'm I'm so I'm I'm so just trying to keep my expectations guarded but I will say that my my excitement for a Final Fantasy game is higher than it's been in a really long time yeah. as is, as and it, I've never I, everyone in the office is saying that too which is yeah. as it should be I think because I think I, no one in the last few years has been like this is perfect just keep making these every year mm-hmm. like each one that's come out we've always sort of been like Oh man, you made those same mistakes again. Like, yeah, please yeah. stop. You made like, thirteen three times. Yeah, <laughs> and this is coming from somebody like I. I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but I absolutely loved Final Fantasy growing up. Like yeah. the Super Nintendo ones, even the NES ones. Yeah. Like loved them, played them to death. Yeah. Um, and then one day they, you know, we went separate ways, and now I'm sort of getting ready to come back to them because like they. That. This looks really fun. I'm yeah, yeah. With I'm super and different. And different's and good. This is, this is all coming from that Duskay demo, which is going to come with uh, Final Fantasy Type Zero. 
near the end of March, and so we're going to be having a lot on this soon. Yep. Very it's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. I just <laughs> want to go on road trips. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to have great hair. Also, I wrote, you already have great hair. I, I want bet, a game I that reflects that accordingly. <laughs> if you want to read a really cool preview I did for this game that isn't about this game at all, um, last year at Tokyo Game Show, I went to, preview, to preview this game, mm-hmm. and, oh, and there was an earthquake. <laughs> oh, was that the game? And I wrote about the earthquake. So you go wrote read the that. Earthquake it was the day preview? I got to Japan. The first time ever there was an earthquake that happened when I went to go see the... Uh, Trailer for this game. Yeah, I yeah. saw Type and Zero the and then the trailer yeah. for this game, and the whole the Square Enix started shaking. <laughs> so <laughs> Type go, Zero is a fun GGG. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, let's, go read that story. That was fun. That's the silliest. Uh, last new story before we get on to the three-year anniversary. Uh, Grow Home is yeah. coming to consoles. Uh, according to Jack Cuvella, who's an artist at Ubisoft Reflections, he tweeted out, want to see Grow Home on consoles? We have a t- to prove ourselves on PC first, so tell every PC gamer you know to go buy it. And then he used hashtag Grow Home. Probably not true. How about grow up? Wow. Wow, be nice. That rude. Yeah, grow that was up. Rude. Uh, Brandon, you reviewed Hashtags. Grow Home. I do. Uh, for people who didn't read your review and, or don't have a PC, what's... Monsters. If you don't have a PC, that's weird. Um, yeah, what's, so what's if happening? you want it on consoles, go buy it on PC first. Even if you don't have a PC. What is this um, game? So Grow Home is a, is a cool little ditty uh, by Ubisoft Reflections. Um, and basically what it is, is a climbing simulator where you're a tiny little robot and you fell out of your spaceship... Way like two thousand meters to the ground. Jeez. And now there is a plant in the middle of the world, um, and your whole conversation about dreamlike games is like mm-hmm. still in my head right now. Uh-huh. I'm like he was so right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a little robot that fell two thousand meters to the ground, and there's a giant plant stock in the middle of the world, and you have to go collect crystals and uh, jump on these little offshoots of the main stock and guide them into floating gems around these these floating islands in the sky and that makes your shoot grow you know the the main goal of the game being to grow home yeah. um, back oh. to your spaceship um so uh like a, like a beanstalk <laughs> yeah. Sort of, yeah. it's pr- isn't it procedurally generated is so, that right Did I make so that the up? animations are procedurally generated okay. The world is static. Um, the animations are procedurally generated, which is is awesome for two reasons. The the first being, you know, you never kind of know what's going to happen because it's a climber. So left trigger, right trigger, left trigger, oh, wow. right trigger, kind of like quap, but not as infuriating. Um, That's like it sounds. It sounds really infuriating, but is it is it fun to play? It's it's super intuitive. Okay. It actually I, works, right? It, yeah. it works so. well. I mean, uh, spoilers. I gave it an eight point eight on okay. IGN. Wow. That's not a spoiler. That's actually you spoiled, public. The, you spoiled the ending of the review. I wanted them. <laughs> I wanted them to read it first. Yeah. So well, do always do that. Definitely I read the words for that review. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I gave it an 8.8. I think it's fantastic. The art style is great. And the second point uh, uh, that I'll touch on uh, as far as those procedurally generated animations go is that um, the animations were f- sort of are generated to reflect the way you're moving. And it gives him sort of this like childlike state to him. Mm-hmm. So like the same way you'll see a kid chasing a bug, like a, a toddler chasing a bug in the field. Like he's running and then the butterfly goes this way and he stops and he's like, uh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have full control over his yeah, body, he, but he's still yeah. really ambitious. He yeah. doesn't have his motor skills down pat I like yet, that, yeah. and it's fantastic. Like, there's so much personality in that little dude. Yeah. Um, I really, I love the game. I think you'll love it, too. And uh, as far as the PC or, or console thing goes, uh, I would love to see it to come to console because I played with the gamepad. Mm. You can play it with mouse and keyboard. Uh, it is 100% better on the gamepad. Yeah. Oh, okay. perfect. Left yeah. trigger, right trigger. I, so. find it, I find it a little bit, just a little bit... <sighs> I don't know. Just just that that tweet to be like, oh, if you like, if you want to see it on consoles, buy it on PC. I think that a game that and this is this is Ubisoft that yeah. published this. Yeah. I think if Ubisoft published a game on PC that got an eight point eight from IGN, 
chances are phony. Sony already has somebody on the phone being like, "Hi, uh, this game seems neat." Yeah. Like, I mean, we've seen, and them. it was a downloadable game, right? Like, yeah, yeah. it's it's like 15, 20 it, bucks. It's eight bucks. Oh, yeah. that's. I'd be, I'd be, from what I, from what I remember, I think it's eight bucks. Don't, don't kill me if I'm wrong. I mean, you got, you know, you got Rami Ismail coming out on stage at at Gamescom being like, hey, check out Luftrausers. It, it runs on this, uh, $500 supercomputer and it, uh, uses four colors and they're brown. You know, like, I'm pretty sure this is the kind of thing that has gotten someone's attention. I just, you know. And I mean, Sony's, sure, go buy on PC, but. Like, they've gone on stage at events before and they've literally said on stage, like, hey, if you have a cool game, like, get in touch with us. Yeah. Yeah. It's not hard to, to get a hold of Sony and Microsoft. Um, yeah, I imagine this is coming to come. This is one of those games and we, you know we're, we're always playing games here at IGN there's people with with uh, their TVs and they're just reviewing games Is all that the time what we do here <laughs> we do a lot of it and you walk around the office and a lot of it you know you don't get you don't get bored of it, but it is sort of business as usual yeah. to an extent. But this is one of those games where every now and then you'd walk over or look up and there'd be like a small contingency of people around you just yeah. being like, what is this? Yeah. And, and like it makes me beg the question like who's – Whose job was it to market this game? Like, why did no one know about it until a week before it came yeah, out? Yeah, like, it was like, hey, this, we have this cool game. Oh, and by the way, it's out next week. This, yeah, this it felt like this could be one of those like indie darlings that everyone, the whole industry kind of gets behind. Is. It very much is. Um, and we didn't really know about it. It yeah. just sort of appeared one day, and we love and we love it. So, like, why? Why was this kept the why was this suffocated? Why was this kept a secret? Like I have a yeah, feel- this game was announced and then it came out. Yeah. Like, why? Why? I, I mean, and, and this goes back to the thing I'm saying about Ubisoft, like being one of the publishers that I respect and the fact that they actually take chances, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like this is something that they were like, hey, we have this technology we've been working on probably for an Assassin's Creed or a Far Cry, and like, well, let's just let's throw some mechanics in there and some yeah. rules. God, I want an Assassin's Creed game where you climb beanstalks so bad. Where you're <laughs> just, just drunk. Ezio, what are yeah, you? you're just drunk the entire game trying to assassinate. <laughs> That's really hot. I can't go. Where's my home? To try to stab someone. <laughs> so one of, my, one of my favorite things is I did a, I did a preview event for... Um, for Assassin's Creed 3 and one of my mm-hmm. friends figured out that to enter the debug menu on that you jam down on the sticks I don't know if it's top secret information or what but <laughs> at that point it would make Connor start flapping his wings like a giant <laughs> bird and you could if you hit you know if you hit jump you would just go into the sky and so you'd just be like flying through the entire <laughs> yeah. the world yeah. and somebody somebody took the time to animate just that little extra bit so he didn't animus. just it's, didn't it's just part, no clip. it's all part of the animus oh your ancestors could never fly get down here <laughs> <laughs> God, that is the dumbest. Um, all right, that was our last uh, news story. We have uh, a couple more things. We want to talk about the three-year anniversary of the little, little Vita. Happy birthday, Vita. You're three. The little, little guy that could. Love that little thing. Uh, 16, Vita. Yeah, God, it turned three years old. I remember that launch event. Yeah. Jeez, what is happening? We're all so much closer to death now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is everyone is. Yeah. Way to take a happy thing and just turn it <laughs> not, into not, a... yeah. not Benjamin Button. I don't know how that movie works, so I don't know if he was closer to no, death. No, you're right. You're right. You're, you're yeah, right. He's, not, he's not closer to death. Uh, Tyler from Seattle wrote in though and said uh, his question is that uh, what are the three games that are must own for any Vita owner and uh, what are some games that you're looking forward to on the handheld? Oh man! Personally, he's looking forward to Shovel Knight, Resident Evil Revelations Two, Hotline Miami Two, Hell Divers, Sword Art Online, and Danganronpa. Another episode. It's literally called Danganronpa. Another episode. So because he said Shovel Knight, I want to say that my two of my favorite games to play on Vita are Rayman Origins, which uh, ditches the multiplayer aspect, but is otherwise a complete perfect console port mm-hmm. and just easily one of the best platforming games, mm. probably even of the last ten years or of all time. Wow. Excellent, excellent, beautiful platforming game. Um, and Wait, number two, or Legends. Origins. Oh, wow. Yeah, Legends, I, I think, actually has some problems because it integrates a lot of touchscreen stuff, yeah. which I think is very cumbersome and kind of gets in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Legends is actually a better, it's sort of a more robust game. There's more to do in it, mm-hmm. and there's better level uh, variation. But the touchscreen stuff kind of gets in the way of it, which bums me out so bad because that could have just been, mm-hmm. that's everything I want from a sequel. It's yeah. just bigger, better, more. Um, and no, didn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other one is uh, Guacamelee, which yeah. is oh, yeah. totally. far and away. That's like, And I remember like, Guacamelee was one of the most tense games I played on the Vita. That game like hard. it just that game also that game is I had to switch between that and PS3. Yeah, and that's also the first time that I'd done that. I, I was I was guys I was transferring. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was literally transferring. Isn't that cool to be able to do that too? That was the first time that that worked. You yeah. just you basically to upload cloud save. That was the first cloud save yeah. game I played, and it was it was perfect. And there's yeah. certain bosses no where you playing. just you needed to use the thumbsticks differently, and it was just swap over. Yeah. Yeah, I had a – I mean, I think a lot of us sort of and, – and developers figured it out too – was a couple of years ago uh, when the Vita launched, it was all about sort of replicating that console experience at home. Yeah. Got to make that console experience at home. Let's yeah. get that third-person – Here's your Uncharted person. game. Here's and your so, Call of Duty yeah. game. Yeah, so here's an Uncharted game that doesn't work as well as the platform – the console ones. Golden and yeah, Golden and Abyss. Golden Abyss. Golden and Compass is about killing it, it was. It was. It was <laughs> I think Golden Compass is a Nicolas Cage and, uh, movie. Yeah. Um, and the then Golden was Abyss like, was kind of a Golden Abyss, you know? Yeah. It was <laughs> – and, like, here's a bunch of first-person shooters that a, lose the sort of, yeah. like, that full-screen immersive movie theater feel of being in a, a surround sound room. It doesn't work. Um, no. It just doesn't work. And I think that halfway through the life cycle of the Vita, a lot of people were just like, you know what? Let's make quirky platforming games on this thing. Let's yeah. make cool handheld games. Yeah. Let's make, like, uh, like Sound Shapes is oh awesome. Oh, my God. That was going to be one of my three. Yeah, I, like – Holy crap, do I adore sound shapes. And I think it's because a lot of people were like, this just works here, you yeah. know? And, like, I even – I played all of Walking Dead Season 2 on my Vita mm-hmm. on a bunch of trips. And it works, but when it doesn't, it's a slideshow. And I think yeah. it takes away from the fact that, like, stop trying to shoehorn the console experience into handhelds and start making awesome handheld games. Yeah. And I think yeah. the Vita has plenty of those. Once you get rid of that sort of, like yeah. – well, can I play Resistance on it? Can I play, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can, but do you want to? Like, yeah, why, why? Every, when you have yeah. another option. Yeah. yeah, Sound Shapes is, I mean, Sound Shapes is just one of the, you know, litany of amazing indies that you could play. Yeah. I, you, know, you can play on Vita, you can also play elsewhere, but stuff like uh, Rogue Legacy and Spelunky and Guacamole. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. 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 Um A lot the, of those are cross-buy too, which oh, was yeah. why I love totally. which uh, Sound Shapes, you know, I bought it on PS3 and then I got it for free on Vita and Now PS4, it's free, yeah, it's like, like, okay, this is great. Dude, awesome, yeah. thank the, you. The two sort of exclusives that come to mind for me were Tearaway, which yeah. I adore. Tearaway is amazing. Yeah. Tearaway is the one game that makes full use of everything the Vita can do yep. in such clever and interesting without ways. being really stupid about yeah, it. Yeah, without being stupid at all. So, so that's one of those just in, just immensely charming games. Yeah. Like, yeah, that game is so like it's not trying to to wow you left and right. It's no. it's like a it's like an Eric Carle book crossed yeah. with like a really good Monty Python bit. I mean, totally. Yeah, I mean this totally. in the Holy in the crap. nicest way possible, but it's it's one of the most Nintendo games to come out yeah. ever come out of Sony, mm-hmm. and that's that they they took this like really. Um, sort of tangible art style and stuck with it the whole way yep. through. The way the same way the new Kirby game looks like it's all made out of clay. Mm-hmm. Uh Tearaway looks like it's entirely made of construction paper and they just stuck with it. Yeah. It was when it's you just really... on the screen, the sort of the the, the, the paper moves yep. in the wind. If you oh, touch man. if you put your finger through the back of the screen, your finger appears yeah. in the world. Yeah. The camera looks at you. Your character like looks up in the sky and you're yeah. appearing through the yep. sun. You're the Teletubbies baby. Yeah. Yep. So red. Um, all grown up. And then uh, obviously Persona 4 Golden, which we've <laughs> talked about on probably pretty much every episode of this podcast ever. But mm-hmm. one of the best JRPGs of the last 10 years. Uh, Vita's the way to play it. And you can get excited for Persona 5 because that game's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm going to say Guacamelee. Yep. Easy. Oh, God, I love that game. Uh, Hotline Miami. I think yeah. is the I oh think is, my I god think is, yeah is the best on VR yeah. because that is such a weird twitchy game and the 
range of movement of the little nipple thumbsticks yeah. is like just perfect. It's perfect for, for it. And the average yep. run in that game lasts like 20 seconds. I've missed long. bus yeah. stops on numerous occasions because of that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if you want something in that vein, um, Ali Ali is really good. Oh, yeah. Really it's good. like it's like what if Hotline Miami was about skateboarding? And then of course there's Luftrausers, which is just crazy little planes yeah. flying around blowing up. Yeah. Um, I am a I, I love Proteus. Like Proteus oh is yeah. yeah. It's it's one of those things where people are gonna be like, that's not a game. It is a procedurally generated. Uh, impressionist yeah. hiking simulator kind of mm-hmm. I mean it takes it'll do this thing where it'll use your your GPS data I think and it'll it'll I don't even know what it does it, it'll make a map based on sort of where you are but it's not like oh it's San Francisco it's like it'll just be sort of looking at topography or yeah. something yeah. or other um, that's a game that I will play when I'm like trying to relax there's not a lot of games that will relax you but yeah. I will put on big headphones and get under yeah. the covers if I'm having a really? day and just yeah. sure. Speaking of which, uh, Minecraft is yeah. awesome mm. on Vita. If you've never played it and you're just looking for something that's sort of like – what I really like about Minecraft on Vita, it's one of the only plays you, places you can play it where it's not sort of demanding your full attention the same way. When you're playing it on console or on PC, like you're staring in front of that screen. But on Vita, you can sort of have it on your lap while you're marathoning through something on Netflix yeah. and just kind of like chopping down trees Secondary and breaking experience. blocks. And, yeah, and it's yeah. just like – it's very passive. Which, uh, especially if you're not, if you're if you're in the creative mode and not the survival mode, um, you're just building things, and yeah. you're just like, I'm going to build a house while marathoning through a season of Breaking Bad. Like that's mm. awesome. And to be I, able and to I do think that. that's that's the perfect experience to have on a secondary screen. Yeah, right? is a passive experience because if you if you have a secondary screen, you're generally on the go or yeah. you know, what have you. Stuff comes up, stuff happens. You miss yeah. a bus, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I don't want to stop if a creeper is right behind me just to you know. Yeah. 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 One of uh, one of our video guys uh, had his kid in here last week, a couple days. In here. Yeah, yeah, no, not in this room. But in, literally, on this I, table? Yeah, yeah, just uh, outside the door. And every time I walked by, he was playing Minecraft on an iPad mini. Really? And the kid was playing it for like nine hours a day. Wow. And I'm like, man, like you are enjoying yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah, I did see yeah, that. Yeah. I, saw him, I saw him like, uh, I was going to say, hey, what are you playing? And then I saw every him time playing Minecraft. By, like, yeah. And then like at the end of the day, I was like, hey, what? Oh, no, you're still, still, oh, still playing Minecraft. Yeah. You're like, have you played Danganronpa? And he was <laughs> like, have no, I'm another <laughs> episode? What about you, Brandon? Uh, actually, I recuse myself. I don't own a Vita, um, and before I get booed off the podcast, mm-hmm. um, they've already booed you off. Oh, sorry. Half of them don't have Vitas. They're on the <laughs> so if you all had Vitas. We know how many people listen to this show. If you all had Vitas, yeah, <laughs> the so Vita it, would be a must. It, 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 it would all right. Yeah. Are um, you are you a, a handheld game guy yeah, so in general? It's, it's not. It's not that I don't think a Vita is amazing because I've I've seen it. It's just that I haven't handheld. I haven't had a handheld system since I literally saved up like my allowance for weeks and weeks and bought the gray brick GameCube so I could buy Pokemon Red um, and play that. And that is that is Game Boy. Oh, the Game, Game Boy. Boy. Oh, I'm sorry. What did I say? Oh man, the Game you Boy. The Game Boy. You said okay. GameCube. So like '89. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Man. So the the Game Boy, the the gray brick. Yeah, with the, yeah. The green and uh, the green puke green. Yeah, I bought that. I, I saved up for weeks for enough for that. Uh, this is when it was uh, still Funko Land. Yeah. I went to Funko Land and bought it out of the case. It was used, and I bought Pokemon Red, and I was like. This is my game. This yep. is my first game I yeah. bought with my own. Was that money. was that your first system or your first just your first handheld? This is my first handheld. I've been okay. I my first system was an NES, which I still have. I yeah, still have oh, the nice. exact one. Wow. Um, and you know I played Marble Madness and Zelda and all that. Yeah. I uh I I grew I grew up 
playing console games and handheld games, but back then to play handheld games, you either played Nintendo ones, which were amazing, or you yeah. played the Sega ones or the Atari Lynx ones, which were terrible. Like the Game Gear was bad. The Nomad was too big to really be considered a handheld. Um, and then there are things like the Lynx that they're, you know, and the Tiger Electronics stuff. And for a while, Nintendo had this really good monopoly going, and then Sony kind of came in out of nowhere with the PSP. Yeah. And when they did, they sort of said... Um, they were there. I just remember like being really put off by their marketing to begin with by saying things like, "We're going to take you out. We're going to take gamers out of the handheld ghetto." You know, oh. like they specifically <laughs> said that, and I was just like, you with know, Def Jam fight for New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah with yeah, like exactly. a bunch of garbage, and I was just like, I don't like this approach. And it turned out like, well, I, I sort of hate bought the PSP to be like, yeah. oh, what's this thing about? Like, why, why is this so much better than the PSP Nintendo? Was marketed at the guy in your math class who sold enough weed to buy a PSP. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A hundred percent. It was such a it was such a like a pocket bro hand. It was yeah. a game yeah. bro, and it it's, like, it did the same thing that the Vita tried out doing at the beginning, which was just like we're going to replicate the console experience, and I didn't like it, and it was awful. But over time, it, it this amazing library just you just look down one day and you're like, oh my god, there's like every old PS one game and yeah, on I here. Had upon like, and Loco Roco. Yeah, and, I could play and all of a sudden Final I was like, tactics, I'm yeah. not mad at you anymore. So by the time the Vita came out, I was just like, bring it on. This thing's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. It's, so. a, it's a beautiful machine. I, yeah, I love it. Three years old. We so happy birthday, Vita. The old NGP. Yeah, I don't and know. Now, if we'll now have you've it got you got remote play and PS Plus cross by yeah. 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 thing, and yeah. oh, this. I think it's finally got the architecture and sort of the ecosystem to to really make it a. A true part of the whole Sony. Well, it was, just um, needs the sales. It was it was it's designed by um, God, uh, <laughs> same yeah Mark Cerny. Yeah. It was, he designed both of them. Yeah. Is it just me or like could you listen to Mark Cerny talk forever? Yeah. I yeah. love him. Yeah. Anytime he gets on a stage, I'm just like man. Yeah, he's. I, I, yeah, I love him. But then I, then I watched the movie uh, Secretary and I realized that James Spader and that reminds me a whole lot of Mark Cerny <laughs> wow, and wow. it makes him really scary. And then Mark Cerny's gonna become Ultron. Wait, okay, so who's Megan Gyllenhaal in this analogy? I think we are. The three, the three <laughs> yes, I don't know. <laughs> we are the the. What? Just forget it. Yeah, yeah that got. Yeah, we, we brought that one in the weeds. Uh, two more things left, Max. You want to tell the kids what they can buy this week? You can buy the following things on your PlayStation <laughs> devices: dessert ashes, des- desert ashes. Wait, hold on. Uh, Is that dessert ashes like burnt cake? I really wish it was dessert ashes because that sounds like dessert ashes, like a bad s'more. <laughs> that sounds like the best game ever. This is a PSV to digital Candy game. Butts. It is a turn. <laughs> That's who Mega Jill. I almost got Brendan to spit out his water. Um, that's a that's a mission accomplished. <laughs> this is yes. a turn-based strategy game with online multiplayer and a single-player <laughs> campaign, which also boasts an innovative menu system allowing players. This is all. <sighs> oh, it's got an innovative menu system. Uh, oh, good. That's what I look for. All this bodies one. of water have the ability to freeze overnight, nice. <laughs> which here at IGN we're not fans of. This game already sounds like it has too much water. <laughs> um, so it sounds kind of cool. It's got a day-night system. I still don't know what the game is about. Desert Ashes. Um, but yeah, you can go check that out. I don't have a price point for this, unfortunately. $700. $700, yes. Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Xenoverse. Xenoverse? Well, that settles how to... It's, it's Z- Xenoverse spelled with an X, but Dragon Ball Z. That's PS4, PS3, digital retail. It's Dragon Ball. You can create your own character who is a time traveler, and there's a Catman or something who's using magic to make the world a worse place. It's usually what happens. I like yeah. anime. Uh, Dynasty Warrior 8 Empires PS4 Digital Retail they are still making those nasty warriors <laughs> <laughs> the nasty warriors Grant the nasty warriors uh, oh man oh god how do you um, oh yeah no no this is all yours <sighs> H tall hashtag Niku let me see oh wait is it Hatsumi, is it Hatsune Niku? No. no, it's not. It's no, you nailed it. H-Toll 
H T O capital L hashtag N capital N lowercase I uppercase. Wow. Okay. Somebody at Atlas fell asleep and they're head at the keyboard. Like what? At the it bottom. sounds like somebody just dragged their fingers across a keyboard <laughs> yeah. and they were like, "Ship that." What are we gonna name this? I don't this know. Is, this is coming out. This is sorry. Uh, colon the Firefly Diary. Yeah, Did I gotta, tell you guys it, about my new game Asdav Fugitive ninety two? I'm sorry for making fun of anyone's screen names. You know, like that's not a product that anyone's trying to that sell. Game, that's the that's the sequel to Qwerty eighty nine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Dark Naruto six six nine nine three eight eight six six one underscore X. It's okay to have that name. You're not a product. I don't know why someone would name this. <laughs> At the bottom of an old ruin, a young girl named Mayon awakens with no memory of how she arrived at this dreadful place. Guided by two fireflies, Mayan must solve puzzles, outwit monsters, and avoid traps to escape the darkness. I'm escaping the darkness. <laughs> Direct Mayan's movements as Lumen and destroy obstacles as the shadowy Umbra. Untold mysteries await. Because they stopped writing the description there. Yeah. <laughs> those mysteries are untold. I like how it's for one character says, direct her movements. I'm like, that's every game ever. Yeah. Yeah. Directing someone's movements. Yeah. No, I mean, that could, that could be really cool. Control I have, I have no idea because I'm reading a small paragraph that doesn't really say much and I couldn't pronounce the name of the game. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Hyper Devotion Noir, Goddess Blackheart for PS Vita, Digital, and Retail. What is these titles, man? That, that's Dive a real... into the world of game market. <laughs> or go market? Uh, <laughs> Do they know oh, that, hyper, yeah, that the hyper, word for hyper devotion is, is obsession? <laughs> this is actually Hyperdimension Neptunia series. Hyperdimension. First time ever. Yeah, uh, it's a strategy RPG in Hyperdimension Neptunia. So if that's a thing you like, it has maps laden with laser beams, flame pits, and more. I just I hate reading about games because it's just like. We work here. We know what games are. I mean, obviously, this is for people who this understand the language. PR, yeah. But it's just like. We could do a fun game show where I read something that Brian and I made up while we were drunk, and, and I, I will try. You to would have to guess if, is if you guys made it up or is it PR speak? Yeah. Can we well, one hundred percent just do this for next week? <laughs> you can also sure. like you can make any game sound bad when you just describe the things in it. Like The Last of Us is sure. a is a game where you can control Mushroom characters. Men have taken yeah. over America. <laughs> Fight cauliflower people in the old backyard. Using, well, watch out because your traveling bricks. partner can't swim. <laughs> Tough man Joel and his aquaphobic teenage girl pal have got to make their <laughs> way through the apocalypse. See a real horse. Yeah. <laughs> Throw a bottle and then run away. <laughs> now, now with realistic brick action. There's a giraffe level. Shoot a doctor. <laughs> There's a giraffe level. <laughs> <laughs> There's a giraffe level. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Uh, Limbo is coming to PS4. That game's uh, good. Just awesome. don't make fun of it. If you've Push never... a real log. <laughs> yeah. so that's a terrifying spider. If you've never played Limbo, play Limbo. It's yeah. on it everything It features at this up point. to four colors. Yeah, that's a great game on... Uh, yeah. Including two shades of gray. And a broken hotel sign. Fifty Shades of Gray, the game is coming out. It's called Limbo. Um, uh, yeah, there's Resident Evil Revelations 2, Episode 1. For PS4, PS3, right. digitally. Only. I think our review, our review is going to be up by the time this, this That's shows right. up. Yeah, this is interesting. They're doing the episodic thing that we talked about extensively on this episode. So if you like um, Revelations of Evil, there you go. And you can use flashlights to expose darkness. <laughs> Fans of Rugby 14 will be excited to hear that Rugby 15 is coming out this week for PS4 and PS3. Uh, it's like American football, but much tougher and cooler. Sorry, was that offensive to American football fans? No, I think I don't it's know. fine. They, uh, yeah, that's uh, it's rugby. There I don't you think go. American football fans listen to this show. Yeah, you can't yeah, get you me. I'm in a padded us, room full uh, of podcast equipment. Fight each other to the death. <laughs> <laughs> was that a maddening statement? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and then of course there's Star Wall. 
Star Whale? Well, Star really Whale, cool. yeah. Star Whale. Star Whale. The Farsa Wackens. For PS4 and PS3, digital cross-buy. It is a flop it out with up to four players in a retro epic Norware battle in space. The heart-piercing action is furious, unrelenting. Star Whale will change. Star Whale it's like will Towerfall. change your life. Yeah. That game is Flesh awesome, by the way. Yeah. Have you guys it's played it? Fun. Yeah, it's, no. it's so dumb and so fun. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, it's one of those games you throw on when there's a bunch of people at your house and you're like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm going to get these guys to play Before a game with me and then an hour later they're going to leave. Wait, and this, <laughs> actually, on, sorry, this is on Vita? or uh, Not for Vita, PS4. Yeah, yeah PS4. PS4. There's actually a subheading to this description. The di- this digital entertainment object for home console hardware is all about love, respect, and all-out mayhem. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and those are, that, that, is a, that is a description written by people who get it, I think. Yeah. Uh, yep. Undernight in birth, EXE, late. What? Is Max all right? That's <laughs> <laughs> what it says. We need to play Let's go after PS3 digital mouth. and retail. Uh, from the companies behind Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue comes Under Night in Birth, X Late. <laughs> it's we a copy two, and paste this a, from the PlayStation It's a box. 2D fighting game. Blame this on Ryan Clements. All and this then is Ryan Clements' fault. I, these are like these are like trials trials courses for my mouth. Xevious 3D <laughs> slash G+. Plus, uh, Restart. It's a PS1 classic coming to digital. Ionists from the planet Xevious are invading Earth. Jump into a starship Salvalu in this updated classic as you fight against the forces of some supercomputer gamp. It's a PS1 game. Yes, this is not going to be a video breakout. No. Yeah. Demos and betas, Limbo PS4 trial, Nano Assault X PS4 trial, Resident Evil Revelations, and Star Wall. Resident Evil Revelations is a PS3 trial. And Star, Star Wall. Wall. Star Wall is for PS4. We did it, guys. Uh, yeah. talk. That's a, right. that's, I think that's a good, pretty good week for uh, games that are really hard to say. Yeah, out loud. Limbo, Limbo, Star Wall, and possibly Resident Evil. Check our so reviews for if, the big ones. If you don't have, if you don't have a good answer for when someone asks you what you're playing, and you just want them to worry about you yeah. and just yeah. spout off a bunch of confusing numbers and letters, there you go. Just yeah. Tell them you're going to jump aboard Starship Salvalu. There you go. Do we want to? Uh, do we want to do our little segment about yeah. a special game? So this will be our uh, our last segment uh, yeah. of the week. Uh, obviously, if you listen to last week, a lot of you guys liked it. We liked it, so we're excited. We're going to be doing it for the next 50 weeks. Yeah. Now, somebody, uh, somebody brought up something interesting. What we're doing is we're trying to make a list of 50 must-have great games for PlayStation systems. Yeah. Uh, this is this is. Yeah. I think we should really stress this isn't really like a definitive top 50 we're not, list. Yeah, we're not going to rank no. them. Yeah. Obviously, if someone comes in, like, this is going to be a mishmash of opinions yeah. because we're going to have different people in here. Um, but yeah, by the end of this, we're going to have 50 games that are going to be like, hey, these games are rad, and if you haven't checked out some of the old ones, go try to do that. Yeah. Um, I think like a Criterion Collection is a good way of looking at yeah, it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. That's yeah. not the IMDb Top 250. But that's hopefully, just a curated I'm, list. I'm hoping Armageddon does not get in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Some no one's gonna yeah. buy a game on. So there. what you got for us, Katamardi? Ah, that was a spoiler. Uh, ah! Yeah, the game. Uh, the game I am choosing <laughs> is. Uh, it's just went through the whole spectrum. I don't know what happened. Yeah. This is what happens when you podcast for an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Katamari Damacy is my choice uh, from uh, September of 2004 for the original PS2. Uh, the original PS2 as opposed to the second PS2. PS2 Remix Redux Salvalu 2. Salvo. Dream Murder Night Simulator. Did you guys play this game when it came out? Yes. Do you remember right when it came out when it was $20? Like it just released at $20. I did not remember that, but yeah, that's that's awesome. Which was amazing. And so I remember, I think I was reading on EGM, like they were like, hey, this really weird, awesome Japanese game that feels like, you know, stuff like Ataru Man and yep. Prop of the Rapper and these crazy games, Mr. Mosquito. Uh, it's out. It's incredible. It's unlike anything else you've ever played, and it's $20. Uh, and I remember picking it up and being like, holy crap, this is mechanically different than anything I've yep. ever seen before. Mm-hmm. And it's so bizarre, and it worked so well. And it still works well. Like, those mechanics hold up so well. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so yeah, in case you guys don't know, it's a game where you, you play the, the prince of all cosmos, and your dad is sort of judging you because you have to go down to Earth and roll things up, and the more you have to, you start as like a little, like, like the size of like a marble, and everything you roll up, the marble becomes bigger and bigger, and so by the end of the game, you're rolling up like planets and, yep. and universes. It's sort of like it's a game concept built on those parts. Like every time you would see a snowball roll down a hill in yep. Looney Tunes, and like a street sign and a Bugs Bunny and a tree would get stuck yep. to it. Yep. Like they built the game out of that. Yeah, it's, it's really cool because it's like, it's, it's very, it's actually very polished. Mm-hmm. Which yep. you, I mean, we have a we were talking earlier before about like games like I Am Bread and Goat Simulator that are like kind of like in, intentionally broken, mm-hmm. and that's the goofiness of them. Yeah. But. Um, this game always really just kind of worked. It yeah. just looked goofy doing it. Yeah. 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 And it it did a weird job. Like, it has so many gags. It's almost like borderline slapstick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, uh, like, the groups of people you find, the things, like, you'll, you'll get a stop sign. It'll just be sticking out of your, yeah. your, your Katamari ball. And if you roll a certain direction, it'll just mess up the roll you have. Yep. But it taught me about, like, Japanese culture. Like, yep. it was the first time I heard the term salarymen. Like, I picked up a bunch of dudes in suits. And I was like, salarymen. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah. And then I realized, like, oh, that's what they call their nine-to-fivers, which are the more like nine-to-niners. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and then God, the soundtrack. Holy yeah. crap! So actually, this is um, this is a game. That I remember I went through this gap in high school where I just I none of my close friends had consoles at the time, and mm-hmm. I wasn't I was broke, so I didn't have any games. So I was just watching a lot of pirated anime yeah. and stuff. Uh, and I remember getting a ride home with my friend's older brother. We get in his his old maroon Volvo, which just smells like illegal things, and he puts on this weird music. And I'm sitting in the back, and I'm like, "What are we listening to?" And he's like. It's the Katamari Damase soundtrack. Damase. Because this was like 2003 or yeah. 2005 yeah. or whatever. No one knew how to say it. And, and I'm like, what is that? And he proceeded to explain what the game is. Mm-hmm. And if you've never played this game, like, I'm I'm so envious of hearing it for the first time yeah. again. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's one of those games that is so high concept but manages to deliver on it. Yeah. He's like, you roll through this this house and you pick up all the little things like lint and paper clips and dust and you keep rolling and rolling and rolling and before I make this a Fred Durst joke, uh, <laughs> you're picking up cows and planets and streets yeah. and buildings and it's like, I'm like, how is this a thing? How is this a game? And I was, yeah. I was picturing... I was picturing a very realistic game. Like I was picturing like this game in like yeah. you know CryEngine basically, yeah. but uh, <laughs> which would be a really Whoa, cool, mod. really, like, really hyper realistic. <laughs> yeah. um, but like that's I just I love that playground discussion. Whether it's like you know grade school playground or just like you know high school friends backseat mm-hmm. playground of like that that sounded really well, bad. Uh, of just like explaining what so. a game is and being like yo like you can do this thing like you can go and do this. This is a world where this is a thing that can happen. And yeah, Katamari is like so weird for that. Yeah, reason. yeah. that game, it, it's still, the original still holds up incredibly well. Uh, I've, I've showed it to a bunch of people who don't really play games and they sort of immediately get it. You just have to use the two analog sticks, yeah. uh, especially when you unlock like the final thing of the game is just an endless mode where like there's no there's no time limit, there's no panic, you don't have to worry about anything. The game is just fun. Yeah. It's weird and unlike anything else. Uh, that guy obviously afterwards went on to do uh, Nobi Nobi Boy, which mm-hmm. was weird, but I think less successful uh, mm-hmm. mechanically and in terms of just raw entertainment. That's when you're like a caterpillar that eats. Yeah, yeah and you're like growing. And you want to like, get all the, the way to different planets, and like everyone's sort of in it together. So Katamari, when it was explained to me in my friend's car, I was like, "Wow, I get it." And Nobi yeah. Nobi Boy, I was like, "No, wait, hold on, yeah. go back. What? Yeah, yeah, what? You have what? to, you have to yeah. judge your caterpillars against your friends yeah. in space or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? That's how the world works. It's um, awesome." Yeah, God, Katamari's really So, yeah, approved. Katamari. Yeah, it. you're in. All in favor? We did it. You get a vote. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you okay. would have said no, cool. I would have cried. Katamari. <laughs> we did get it. Get out. Katamari Damasi. You want to roll the ball home? Yeah. So, um, 
Thank you guys for listening. This is a lot of fun. Um, if you'd like to follow us all on Twitter, Brian is Agent Bizzle. Mm-hmm. Marty, you are McBiggity. Yep. Brandon Tyrell, you're you just Brandon Tyrell? I am, yeah. I had something complicated, and then I'm like, you know what? It'd be easier for everyone. That was a smart lies. move. Yeah, I'm the lies. same way. I'm Max Scoville. Uh, be sure to check out the Beyond Facebook group on Facebook. Yeah. It's it's great. And, um, and if you have questions, email us at uh, beyond at IGN.com. Uh, if you have ideas for topic segments, for things we're doing well, things you'd like to see changed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, give give Brian a little a little love for the new theme song that you heard at the very oh, top of the yeah, episode, which is I like uh, that theme song, a hot a hot track, hot yeah. jam. Thank yeah. you guys. Um, hot, hot we gave you a long show today. Yeah, yeah. enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, yeah. thank you very I'm much. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Is there anything you want to plug that they should go check out um, besides your reviews? Yeah, yeah, I'll read my reviews. Actually, I just started a podcast based on Smite, new MOBA. So if you're into Smite or gods or mythology or just uh, hardcore competition in a MOBA setting, uh, check it out. All right. Up, uh, wow, that was like specific and then really vast and yeah. then really specific. I like again. to expand and contract, you know, yeah. the yeah. universe. That was good. Uh, <laughs> the universe. So it should be it should be up actually probably same day this is. So radical. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, cool. Thank you guys for listening. Beyond. 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 Beyond.